So let's just get into it. How do you feel about Zack Snyder? Like, <laughs> <laughs> would you like to go first? <laughs> Kareem? Um, great ideas, bad execution, I'll say, for me. I don't know if he's if he's taking himself too seriously as in like trying to make this something that it doesn't need to be or what, but he 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 hasn't had a great run so far. He's been just in general. Yes. Yeah. Well, let me wait. Actually, let me look up his. That but that that's my opinion so far. But yeah, gotcha. let, me, let me look up what else he did. Yeah. Jamel? So I agree uh, with what Kareem said. Uh, he's got some good ideas here and there. I think I would love Zack Snyder as a cinematographer for the most part, more yes. than a director. Yes. He's had some good movies. I liked, uh, I think I first saw one of his movies. I think it was uh, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I, really think, liked I the think first. He's, he's holding it in now. Yeah. I really like The Watchmen. Um, he did do The Watchmen. Yeah. I think the DC stuff. Lord, what happened? Is not really his wheelhouse. Like, he doesn't understand Superman. And I love Superman. So I'm at odds with him for that. Well, it's like he's in a genre he does not read. Like he's not actually a fan of comics to be doing comic movies, comic book movies. I think he is a fan of some comics, more cynical comics. Like 300, again, another one of his that. He did do 300. Yeah. I love that movie. Ultimately, I just. Because um, when that we don't see came out, out on that throne. Right? Xerxes. I was weak. <laughs> The thing is, with this movie, I feel like even his eye for action has faded. Why was it all slow motion? That's his aesthetic. Like that's, that's that's yeah, that's but, been him for... But is, is, what, has, it ever been, has it ever been this much? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... I think if you put took out all the slow motion from the Justice League movie, it's like 20 minutes shorter. I was That was a joke I was going to make, that this would have been 20 minutes shorter if they took out half the slow motion. I started watching because it would go slow motion and then it would go slow slow motion. I started watching it in fast forward. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not slow motion of anything in particular. It's just slow motion for the sake of slow motion. It's not slow motion to it's highlight aesthetic. a cool action beat. It's aesthetic. That, mm. it, the the movie came up short, so anything without dialogue was subject to slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> but I can I can see why um, Disney would have heard a, a pitch from him for star wars and said yeah no thanks because mm. again star wars like superman it's not it's not cynical oh he, he wanted to do star and wars i think that oh that's kind of this is what his, i understand that's what he this made movie a star was. wars script and it got rejected so he rewrote it into this oh yeah does that make sense now yes yeah <laughs> yeah uh so did so do you get his filmography yeah anything else to add uh he has had some great movies but i think this one it was like it was like five people doing this movie and five people just throwing in ideas because it was all over the place to me and i don't know i don't know this one almost actually it almost felt like kind of like watchmen a little bit the way it was done with just the way it moved from beginning to end like a bunch of little little mini stories kind of going on, and you're almost expected to just kind of know backstory, even though there was no backstory. This is, <laughs> this is who wrote Legend of the Guardians? That's that's him. I know who wrote the, it. Who wrote it? Uh, I don't think he wrote. Is that it. an adaptation? I think it is, but let me okay. double check. The the thought forming in my mind is that maybe stop letting him write anything and just give him a comic book or something that's got a lot of pictures for him to. 
shoot off him. Somebody else. He wasn't a writer on that at all. Not Not at all. Yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. I didn't see that movie, but I hear nothing but good things about it. Yeah, it's good. But I I actually will always go see something that he's done. I've Mm -hmm. seen everything he's done. That's I always go like go check it out because even with uh was a Superman movie was it Man of Steel? Yeah, yeah. I actually like Man of Steel. Not the best Superman movie, but I liked it. Yeah, I'm a hot it, it was now. different. I uh, it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. I love Man of Steel. I don't die on the hill because people who know Superman better than me will fight me on it, and yeah. I don't care. It it as a movie, it works for me. The only issue I had was the color palette. Um, but that was like, <laughs> so what year? That's that's 2013, right? Um, yes. Dawn of the Dead was t- 2004, and then it was Dawn of the Dead 300, and then after 300 is when he, you know, that's when he started getting his ego going. And we got Legends of the Guardians came before Sucker Punch. So I never saw Sucker he, Punch. I, I, or, okay, or, here's the thing. So I saw Guardians after the fact. So this isn't in order, but like Dawn of the Dead, I thought it was cool. Everybody thought it was cool, right? Oh, coming uh, back from Dawn of the Dead that night was like my heart was still racing. That movie was was yeah, because awesome. he's a he was a music video director, I believe, before he started directing movies. Uh, so that's, like people like didn't Michael really. Man. I mean, think about it. Who else would you compare him to now? Uh, <laughs> uh, aesthetics over substance right to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. so i don't want to get too into because we have actually haven't started the episode yet but don dead i was cool with love 300 even though it didn't age well uh film community hates it i could get into that later if you want uh i i hate i hated i hated sucker i hated sucker punch mm. um but i loved Watchmen. watchman came before all sucker punch now i think about it so don dead 300 watchman i was like okay this dude's pretty good. Sucker Punch. I was like, what? What, what happened? And Sucker I think Punch that's when he started too. writing. Yeah, that's yeah. when he started writing it. Okay, like okay. something so, was off. So it's so it's not just me because I couldn't see yeah. Sucker Punch. I was gonna. I, I hated. I hated Sucker Punch. Even at, I wasn't even confused and I hated it. Um, and then some <laughs> of it started of that seeped into this one, and I started getting like Sucker Punch flashbacks, and I was like, Nah, come on, man. Uh, Man of Steel, I dug. So then after that, it's like, okay, now he's in charge of the DC movies. And it was like, okay, now this will be interesting, even though I hated his color palette. We got to Donna Justice, darkest movie ever seen. And I don't like literally dark. Like it, it, in, in, the, in the theater, I held my hand out in front of my face and I couldn't see my hand. It was so dark. And I was like, why did they let him get away with this? This is who like. But Tiffany, mm. you didn't get the darkness was a metaphor. Jesus. Darkness. Uh, <laughs> so but by by this point he he already kind of like cemented his, his his trademarks his aesthetic and like things that he's going to keep going back to i mean he doesn't always do it but like there's always something going on with the color in his movies right after like Donna dead was normal i think uh but 300 on it's never just a normal color it's either washed out sepia tone or just dark as fuck for whatever, just dark. But that's sometimes it works. Watchmen at work, three hundred at work. I don't think it worked with Man of Steel. Mm-mm. Sucker Punch was ugly as sin. It was. This movie was ugly as sin. It really uh, was. Dawn Dawn of Justice was just black. I couldn't see nothing. Uh, what, I don't know what, what happened that movie. 
Whatever's <laughs> happening with Zack Snyder's eyes is the same thing happening to Chris Dolan's ears. But he only one looking to to, to him to them. It's perfectly no, fine. No, and everyone no, else is like, "What I'm, the hell?" <laughs> this isn't me defending Nolan's ears. I'm just saying, his it's his brain. He <laughs> he he said, or at least either he's making shit up after the fact, or he's just been inhaling his farts too long and i love Nolan, mm. but for tenant he said he wanted people to listen harder so he purposely made the dialogue hard to hear and i was like that is that's apps that's a sin that's bullshit either you're making <laughs> stuff up to cover your ass and it's not working wait wait what exactly exactly or like it did like who does that it what? You fucked up you fucked something like this bad and it was a it was a choice it was a choice it wasn't so it's, that's somebody's job, right? And he said, no, do it like this. What? Yeah. Yes. But I think what happened was he wanted, he was like, no, we need more, like, make the make the background noise more, make the loud, the, the explosions loud, uh, louder, yada, yada, yada. And it drowned it out, the dialogue, and he didn't catch that until after the fact. So he just had to, like, roll you with it. You instead don't of just saying, the movie. He's That's not going to see this, though. I can't even probably watch that at home with, you know, I don't it have was, like, the proper subwoofer now. So, like, I wouldn't be able to hear I watched it, it with my Atmos uh, sound bar that bounces the sound off the ceiling. Yeah. So it was, like, powerful sound. Like, you know, everything going on, the music, the, the explosions, uh, all the sound design. And then as soon as somebody goes to fucking talk, you really got to be like. So you got you kept having to turn it up and down. Yeah. Oh, my God. That I, annoys me so much in movies. That, the that's... mix, like. Like, I love Tenet, but I'm not dying on the hill of, like, that. that's a huge flaw is the sound mixing. Yeah. I'm not that much in love with Christopher Nolan where I could be like, no, no, I got you. What he was trying to do was, no, 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 no. That's, he fucked up. <laughs> anyway, so back to Snyder. Um, but yes, no, back to the person we're attacking. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, like, like I said, it's complicated because some of these movies I genuinely love. But I, I can tell that, like, sometimes... I'm not going to say he's asleep at the wheel. I think he just breathes in his own farts too much. And it's like, no, this is my aesthetic and I'm dying on this hill. And you got to understand, this is my artistic vision. And here's the thing. I respect him for that, but it's, I don't like it. Like I get having your vision. I get all that stuff. Like I, even though I'm going to die on this hill, uh, I keep talking about dying on hills. I don't like that, but (laughs) they, Snyder cut is manufactured. It did not exist before they made it, right? And it, it, like, yeah, he probably had footage he stole and he took home before, and like, he might have showed some stuff that didn't make it into the movie or got cut. But it wasn't, it wasn't a whole thing, like enough for you to call it a cut. Like you just had it ready and waiting. I I feel like just cheating when they do that whole. Yeah, they they did absolutely cheated. But the thing is, I respected. I, even though I, like a lot, I got a lot of shit for that, saying that the Snyder Cut was fake and all that. Even from cinephiles, because what happened was, and I don't wish this on my worst enemy, his his daughter passed, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the people who had a lot of critical things to say about him kind of like got soft on it. And I'm not saying they, because sh- I already don't like when people dogpile on folks, especially because all this is art uh, and it's subjective anyway. But he was going through a rough time, but then they completely started acting like all of a sudden they weren't shitting on him two months ago. And I'm like, what happened here? And they're like, nah, the Snyder Cut's real and you guys just need to accept it. And I was like, they if it was real, WB wouldn't have had to put over $100 million 
into putting out a movie that all should technically already existed, right? And then you could see because it, it was a couple years after the fact, or three or however many years after the fact, you could see that Superman smaller, Ben Affleck is an alcoholic, uh, Wonder Woman got a couple more like wrinkles. Like you could see that time has passed and how much of the movie is new, and you're still saying that this shit existed on his shelf already. No, no, I'm sorry. And all that one bullshit. of the weirdest things about that but, whole um, wait 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 wait, that, that, but, wait, wait but I still wait, haven't wait. gotten I still haven't okay. gotten my point. I, <laughs> my point is I still respect that he got to put out a movie that was his fully realized vision because of course we the original Justice League was a Frankenstein of two different movies. There was a, there was a, you could you could literally if you you know watch enough movies you can see uh, this is talking about what this is. <laughs> you're, you're, you're saying you're saying that's what let Rebel me Moon finish. Is? No, you I'm, can I'm, see I'm, I'm, not, I'm just I'm trying to clarify. You're saying the the movie that's his full. No, you're being an asshole. I'm not <laughs> being a dude. I'm, I literally don't know if you're talking about Justice League or this movie. What are you I'm talking, talking about? about? Justice League. Like okay. if you let me talk, Continue. you know what I'm saying. Shit. You could see Joss Whedon and you could see Zack Snyder. Which parts of Justice League was him? Like yeah. was which which dude right? Like so, I I'm, I respect that he got to put out his movie, even if they cheated and made it after the fact. He still eventually got to put out his movie, and it was cool. But it was still filled with his his Zack Snyderisms, for better or for worse. And like now we're here, where he put it all and all his isms into this movie, and I think he found more too. He f- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. So that's why I said it's complicated. There's some stuff that he, I thought he hit the nail on, and then there's some stuff that I'm like, somebody needed to like pull him back in. So hit or miss, Jamil. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still would never call his cut of the Justice League his vision for that movie because he got to react to how people reacted to the first cut. So like you said, it's cheating. I it's an amalgamation still. It's I mean, oh, but he's still it, no he, one you're gets not, no, well, come on, let me let me go. No one gets two bites at the apple, right? You get you make your movie, people react to it, and that's that's it. It's it's what got made. He got to make half a movie, someone else finished it, then he got to see how people reacted to not only the things Whedon did, but the things he did and tweak all of it. So again, like you said, it's a cheat. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that nobody else really gets that. But I'm saying that's not the movie he was gonna make off rip that's the movie that he made but he still got to make a movie he wanted to make i mean yes he it, it's cheating how how he how it ended up being because he got you know the reactions and he got to adjust the adjustment but mm-hmm. at the end he got to say this is the movie i wanted or i i made this movie but he like the the how he went about it, or how not just him because it's wb and every everything but like he like you said he got two bites of the apple so it's you can't it, like I, we're on the same side, but like what I'm saying is, I would still call that a movie he wanted to make, even if he got like a head start. You know, like it's still his vision. He just happened to have a head start making it. Yeah. His vision for how the Flash runs is fucking stupid, and I hate it. <laughs> you don't like ice skating? <laughs> I I've always hated whatever it was, he's doing. Why? 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 <laughs> Why? Between between him and then the actor, the actor is not doing this and like this is stupid. Uh, can we? This is, y'all both believe y'all just gonna go with it? This is oh my god! What 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 have you seen in anything? 
with a running character thought that was okay. Did you try? <laughs> did you try to reinvent running? Is that what he did? He tried to reinvent running. Like at this point, I already like established that he may not always like pull it off. So when I saw how the Flash ran, I was like, "Here's y'all's boy." <laughs> like I, I wasn't claiming him. But anyway, we we kind of jumped right into it in the beginning. So let, me, did. let me get this started. <laughs> we did. Uh, on that note, thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time with us, we are the secret group of brown kids. Who are the secret group of brown kids? It's a secret, but you might be able to find us making our own galaxy far, far away because we're going to do it how we want to do it. Mm. Like this uh, no matter how bad it might be. <laughs> it's actually not even that bad. It's funny because the without, we'll without giving away too much, that's kind of how the secret group of brown kids came about. But anyway, <laughs> uh, my name is Terzilla, your ruthless general host. And on the podcast, I make uh, my friends watch movies with me and talk about their feelings. And on the panel today, a simple farmer, Jamel, and a thief with a spaceship, Kareem. Oh, why got me? Because I'm black. Because I'm black. <laughs> I don't know, are you? You don't have a weapon. I mean. I mean. Oh, 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 the farmer. <laughs> All the characters he described are white. Well, <laughs> wait, wait. Was the. No, I'll wait till we get into it to ask that question. <laughs> I will wait. I love these little intros. I never know what the fuck to say. Uh, I know he doesn't tell us beforehand what he's going to say, and. I'm, we just react. I am not. We just, we just react. Well versed enough in improv to always spin it, and that one just caught me. I'm like, what I just, I just give my <laughs> my real reaction, just, just whatever it is, right or wrong. So I couldn't. I didn't have a line from the dude or something. Uh. <laughs> it works out. Uh, and we're doing Rebel Moon today. If you have <laughs> if you're just now tuning in. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Uh, when a peaceful settlement on the edge of a distant moon finds itself threatened by armies of a tyrannical ruling force, a mysterious stranger living amongst its villagers becomes their best hope for survival. Alright. Oh, that is what that is what the movie's about. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> I'm asking All right. what later on what you thought it was about. <laughs> I well, was... What do you think the story was? <laughs> I guess it is what that. did Snyder think the story was? <laughs> I guess it is that. This is just all over the place. It's you could tell which planets were supposed to be Star Wars. Or and I mean which like you could tell that oh that was a Tatooine, that was a Coruscant. Anyway, exclusively on Netflix. Well not exclusively, it did release in limited release in theaters a week before, like they usually do with their big movies. So streamed on Netflix now. And why this movie? Because it's new, accessible, and I knew that there would be a lot of discourse around it, so why not? <laughs> Search engine optimization. <laughs> Wanted the world to burn today. And actors, uh, starring Sophia Batella, uh, Digimon Hansu. I know it's Jaiman, but anyway, uh, Ed Grimes, <laughs> Michael Huisman, Huisman. I don't know how to say that one. Uh, Bay Duna, Ray Fisher, Charlie Hunnam, Anthony Hopkins as Jimmy the Robot, uh, Staz Nair, Fra Fee, now it just sounds like I'm met, like this made stuff up, Cleopatra Coleman, Carrie Elwes, Jenna Malone, E. Duffy, and Corey Stoll. Okay, so I saw Carrie Elwes' name in the, in the credits last night. Yeah. Who was he? he Did was I miss king. him entirely? 
What he is was, the king? He was the oh. king. Yeah, he had the beard on. Okay, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Okay, <laughs> no, nope, I see it now. I, which, which, which which person? Carrie Elwes, um, okay. Robin Hood, Man in Tights, uh, Dread Dread um, Pirate Roberts. Okay. Yeah, Princess okay. Bride. Uh, yeah, Saw that's, Saw that's One the character. Oh yeah, that's the one. Cut his foot off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because I I didn't catch who Jenna Malone was. She was the she was a spider. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. okay. But writers Zack Snyder for the story and mm. him Kurt Johnstead and Shay Hatton wrote the screenplay. Do you have anything from those other two? Because I'm not familiar with those names. I, I I I'm not familiar either. I didn't look them up. All right. I just knew Zack Snyder was the. This is, we can this is, put all the blame on Zack. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Anthony Hopkins was in this. He's, He's the robot. Jimmy the robot. The, oh my god. The thing with two seconds on screen? Yeah. He had, oh, and, he had and he was the narrator. Had way more than two seconds for no reason. <laughs> Told he was got real nostalgic at the river. He fell in poop. Uh, I, oh, so many questions. So many questions. You know so what I didn't catch? on to start the movie and then just doesn't show up for the rest of it. It's so he confusing. shows up at the very end with deer antlers. What? I guess part two we'll see his part oh, of Never mind. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, where did their antlers? Also, did I miss? I watched this movie twice, and I I missed <laughs> missed both songs. Why his name is Jimmy? Uh they never. Said. He's really the most human of them all. Mm, all right, because he when he comes out, he's like, my name is NC nineteen seventy two or whatever. See, and that was my that was the most forced humanity piece on a character. The general or not general? Did the private heiress name him Jimmy? Missed it. Did I miss that? Like he's I, like, no, I'll I, just call you Jimmy. I don't know, but he's credited as Jimmy. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, budget ninety million. Good God, I get it. Because uh, if this was a like a, I'm, I don't want to insult Netflix, but I'm insulting Netflix because I hate the Netflix camera. If this was a real movie or <laughs> like a Warner Brothers or whatever, it would have been like a two hundred. Like, wasn't Flash two hundred million? So I, I can see Netflix that in general. I can see how they skimped on the budget, and I'll get to that. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's some noticeable CG. Oh, and you know one thing that should have annoyed me about this movie that didn't what? the no ammo reloading. Hey, I'm proud of you. That's Why? Because yeah. space guns. I'm, I'm just about to say, it's space guns. You don't even yes. know the rules. I don't even question space guns. They're just space guns. They're shooting some weird plasma stuff. That was actually... Some weird gummy plasma goopy bullet thing. Like, yeah, that when they hit, it's like a little bit of lava or something. It's, sometimes it went through the person. Sometimes it was a lava splash. Yeah. I thought it just heated up whatever, like, so it was that hot. So if Maybe. it hit metal, it, it melted the metal. That's why it was goopy. But well, it, it did it on us, it did so. it on characters too though. Well, like people. Oh, it melted their hearts. Mm. All right. <laughs> uh literally name this one for ratings. Mine. Usually I just do Rotten Tomatoes, but I threw some extras in there so we could talk about it. For Rotten Tomatoes, audience sixty two, which at first it wasn't, but sixty two, so that's fresh. Critics twenty four percent, that's not fresh. How 24? do you feel about that? Twenty four percent. I think Critics. that's the lowest I've heard uh, you say since we started doing. We this. did one where it was like single digits or teens or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what, but I think it was I like literally hidden strike. Oh, oh! Really? <laughs> <laughs> you asked me to watch that. I, I said absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it was so terrible. But uh, but that was it. I don't get what people are looking for in a, in a movie. Like there's like yes, this movie looks pretty cool sometimes. I there's no story in there's general. No... They just they're they're just trying to be entertained. There's a story, but what? what I mean, is... y'all didn't find it. Apparently, maybe I made the see, story. See, see, okay. 
to me, this movie had great. It was it was like a house. This movie had great bones. Everything was there to make a great movie. It was just the writing and the direction fell completely off. I'll I'll rephrase and say, first of all, I agree. Um, There's no satisfying story. Like, it's definitely giving you plot. (laughs) It doesn't go anywhere. It's bridges to nowhere. It's a quarter of a story, apparently, because there's going to be four parts. This is part one, A Child of Fire. There was no emotional attachment to any of these characters. I could barely call them characters. They're they're just... Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta. I mean, it's my job. I gotta. I gotta wrangle it. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the that's the tomatoes. Also through an IMDb, five point seven out of ten. Letterbox, two point one out of five. So there it is. Four point two out of ten. Now IMDb is definitely more general, and Letterbox is like film community. So just <laughs> keep your perspective. Would, would you believe me if I told you my? Current letterbox score for this is higher than that. Uh, yeah, because mine is too. I mean, but but oh, believe in you specifically. I, yes. I I think so. I think you I, still like you got through the movie and you're not like wanting to kill me. Like, here's I the think... thing. <laughs> no, no, because part of how I rated it is that I didn't feel angry watching this movie or upset or anything. The thing is, I didn't I didn't feel anything. This yeah. movie is empty. I felt I got angry one time with a line at the end, and I'll get there, but. This movie was so freaking nothing that I can't even, like, why I would feel, I... Trash? I feel like I watched a long commercial for a video game. <laughs> for me, that would be a five unremarkable, where I just have nothing. Yeah. Th- this was the longest video game commercial I've ever seen. But the more I'm thinking about it, the more <laughs> I, I mean, think I need to adjust that's, that. It's funny you say that. That's how I've described Zack Snyder's aesthetic before, is video game commercial. like Or like a cinematic, a video game cinematic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. that's that's his aesthetic. That's not necessarily a good thing. Then he had to slow it down the whole movie. Look, look. <laughs> he really wanted the movie to be two hours and fifteen minutes, and it came up short. So slow motion. And also, who slows who slows the movie down when a character is taking a drink? Who does that? It's cinematic. <laughs> like, do you, you know what the running joke is? Remembering three hundred, or uh, it started off in Gladiator, if I'm not mistaken. But he did it again in three, or he did it in three hundred, and he did it a few more times in his movies. I know also in like Justice League and shit, the walking through the tall grass and the, your hands touching the, the tops of it. Oh, <laughs> right, <laughs> <It's> cinema <laughs> in slow motion. <laughs> and two hours and fifteen minutes is also mercifully short for a Zack Snyder movie. I, I did appreciate Considering that. Considering the Snyder Cut was four hours, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I was I was ready for a three-hour movie. I and think it was going to be... When it wrapped up, I was like, oh, good, thank you. I think it was going to be a four-hour movie, and Netflix or somebody was like, well, let's just split it. So you actually have, a like, a saga. That's why I think it's supposed... I think it's it was originally going to be as long as two movies, and then they decided to split it into four. So... Half of this movie, this is real. This one movie is actually half of a movie, and then they slow down half of it to stretch into. <laughs> Does what? that make Man, like a math question. <laughs> if Sally Zach brought three apples. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, wait. So so there's going to be three more uh, parts. There. So wait. Wait. No. Well, and there's the prequel. Be, there's, TV series apparently. What? 
I saw that on on on. Is that is that where we're getting character personality? I don't know. (laughs) But no, but okay. So this movie is getting a a Snyder cut with the stuff that he cut out. I think I saw that headline. I didn't read the article, and I was like, "Ain't no fucking way!" And I kept scrolling, but. I that's what hear, they alluded to. I heard that there's going to be an R-rated version. That's what that's what it was. Then why? why they cut out all the blood. I hate that this. Snyder cut is a, a verb now. now, like not a verb, but an adjective. Wait, what? I don't know grammar. Uh, <laughs> let me get my teacher wife. I mean, right uh, now we are speaking literally. But yeah, like, but you know what I mean? Like, it's a like thing this, it's a thing. It's a yeah. I feel like this is this is he invented a way to cheat in movies. Now this is. Your movie sucks. Well, good thing. I was going to do a whole unlimited cut. Well, the director's cut was already a thing, but like, why not just call it a director? They're calling it the Snyder. It's already a word for it's, it. It's because it's new generation. But usually the director words. cut, you don't go in already planning the director's cut. The director's cut is <laughs> happens after the studio butchers your movie and then somehow they let you put out the maybe maybe it's a money thing now because even because they got this version of thing happening in video games where you're never getting a whole game anymore because they got dlc coming almost immediately after the game was released why is there dlc yeah but you don't have to pay more for the new cut of this movie i mean you're already paying your netflix subscription so provided you weren't going to get rid of that that's 30 dollars you know like they don't get to you charge said $30. For me to only be able to view it in my house. Because uh, when it came to movies in the theater, I definitely agree with you. It was like, hey, here's the movie in the theater. Here's what you got. And then, hey, uh, do you want the ultimate, unlimited edition, unrated, whatever, Blu-ray release for extra you know, $15 on top of the regular Blu-ray price? Yeah. That made sense financially yeah. for the studios, I think. But this, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why you would even... So they're trying to make the streaming version of that. Like, what I would do maybe even is release both versions at the same time. Like, here's your PG-13 version, here's your R-rated version, watch whichever one, whichever one is appropriate for you or you care about, and then that's it. I don't know why you would huh. just hold on to the other cut. I don't know. I don't understand that. That's an interesting concept that I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with. I'm just thinking about it. I have to sit on that. Hmm. Two different rating cuts at the same time. Hmm. All right, well, real quick, before we get into it, shout-outs. This week, I noticed Texas, Florida, and New York listening. And we also got our our usual suspects, Ontario, Washington, Illinois. Thanks for sticking with us. Also, appreciate y'all. I don't know who they are, but, you know, they've been listening for (laughs) for a hot minute now. Especially Washington and Illinois. Love y'all. But, yeah, we're going to spoil the movie if you haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. I know... They ban password sharing, but I still feel like somebody knows somebody that can... You can just go watch this movie at their house. Or you just don't care enough. You just want to see what we talk about. So, moving forward, spoilers ahead. By the way, I did have to uh, tell Netflix I was traveling because I gave my uh, account to my to my mom. Huh? I just haven't had... I haven't had Netflix access in my house for, like, last month. So, for, for this happens? movie... I did that, and for nothing else. So I hope uh, you're for happy. the podcast, I am happy. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Thank watch uh, Maestro after this just to make it feel better. Yeah, there you go, silver lining. Hopefully, you feel something about that movie. I so I guess almost, uh, almost guaranteed. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you know, this is the part where we go real quick. How how do we feel about it? But we, we already know you don't feel about it, and Kareem. 
I uh, very vaguely that okay. That's enough. That's say less. <laughs> uh, I'll say I didn't hate it and I didn't love it. So you didn't feel either. I fi- I, st- I still felt. I still have things to say. I have things I don't like. Things I, I was cool with. Things I absolutely hated. <laughs> and when it's all said and done, I will watch the next part. So he got me, I guess. <laughs> See, and I'm only going to watch the next part because I'm a completionist. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that. I am too, but I feel like even without me being a completionist, I still, like, I'm curious where it goes. Uh, just enough. So... It feels like it's going to go exactly where, exactly where I think it's going to go. <laughs> there are no surprises. There's there's no texture to this. There's This is bare bones and barely even that. I mean, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> Maybe he'll learn to write between then and Look, now. And he's such an established director. And I feel like once you reach a certain level... People don't try to pull you back in. The like Lucas Kanye. The, 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 you said Lucas? George <laughs> Lucas. You know, uh, after the first couple of Star Wars, like, he directs the first one because he basically does it for free. Uh, he doesn't direct the next two because once they saw what a moneymaker it was, they're like, okay, we're going to put this into surer hands. And then for the prequels, it was like, well, of course we're just going to give the keys to Lucas. He can do no wrong. Forgetting that he can do wrong. <laughs> and then they became the freaking prequels. So... I love the prequels. I don't have a problem with George Lucas. You were I know ten years old when they came out. Yeah, I watched. Goggles, I watched them grow. Nostalgia goggles. You could kiss both sides <laughs> of my ass. I love them as an adult. They're not nostalgia goggles. I they're flawed movies that I still love. Sure. That's see. That's but the those, problem. People I'll, don't know how I'm to judge things nuancely. Nuancely, that's not a word. But some but of those flaws might have been fixed had he had more yeah 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 and i agree and because he can't write dialogue for shit oh my god but i love his ideas he can't write dialogue for shit and i think we see that here with snyder (laughs) because the dialogue was so stale in this movie that it was had me questioning actors and i'm we'll, we'll get to it so film starts out with a spaceship coming through a vagina shaped wormhole Thank you for saying it yourself. Okay. Look, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, well, that's a vagina. That's a, very, <laughs> a very phallic ship coming through an obvious vagina. He's a child. He's a child. <laughs> he, he's a 40-something-year-old libertarian child. Like, I, 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 you can't tell. Look, man. Hmm. <laughs> Kareem, did you catch that, too? I, I did. I'm just going to sit here. You have to be Stevie Wonder not to catch that. It was a- I, <laughs> Stevie I, Wonder would have caught that. I <laughs> head tilted so hard. It was, like, what? The What's movie that? starts with the dick coming through a vagina. Like, I... <laughs> I th- I think that's why the critic score is so low. I think they saw that and and checked out immediately. They what were like, "Oh fuck this!" What am I watching? What am I? What, what movie is this? They checked out five minutes, not five minutes. They checked out five seconds into the movie. Like that's the that's the opening shot. It's like studio bump, studio bump, vagina, dick passing through. <laughs> I mean, what what is this? What it's it's like Elon, how the first, like, wasn't like the first, or there's like a succession of like Tesla models that came out that spelled out sex. Like, you're a child. Mm. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, God. Look, I'm sorry. I make childish jokes, too. 
But if I'm in charge of an almost hundred million dollar movie, I'm not going to start it off with the, the most immature joke. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> we 40 minutes into this. And we're just <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to read uh, Anthony Hopkins Jimmy's uh, narration because that pretty much sets the stage. On the mother world, 1,000 kings ruled in challenge and succession. But in the royal bloodline's lust for power, they consumed everything on the planet. The realm marched their armies into the vastness of space, conquering everything in its path. The glory of the mother world seemed without end until the treachery of an assassin's blade struck down the king and queen, severing the royal bloodline forever. In the chaotic aftermath of the king's death, several conquered planets on the edge of the mother world's reach began the whisper of revolution. A senator named Belisarius used the opportunity to seize power, declaring himself regent. As a show of strength, he sent his most brutal commander into the outreaches of the mother world's dominion to find and crush without mercy those who would call themselves rebel. All right. So, yeah, as we just watch this ship slowly drift through space, we get this narration. And already I'm just like, don't, don't, don't. There's a lot here. <laughs> you're, you're telling me a lot. You're not showing me shit. I mean, this is his version of the Star Wars crawl, I guess. But, God, at least that was visually interesting. True. And not anywhere near as, like, it's it's not, like, overly complex, but it's still, like, I don't know. I feel I, like a lot of I'm people. Not a, I'm not against this, because usually in these type of, sci- especially sci-fi and fantasy, where there's, like, a world outside of the what you're seeing in the movie. I'm fine with them just setting the stage just like that. It's not creative at all, like you said, but... I, I wish it was done better. <laughs> I got you. So on the moon Velt, uh, we see a woman, Cora, plowing a field at dusk. Uh, after she... Odd-looking horse. <laughs> uh, after she heads up to the longhouse uh, for a village gathering, celebrating the harvest and some fresh meat, one of the guys brought back from the hunt, right? When she gets home, the old dude... What you want to say, Kareem? You're, it's a space. It's a Star Wars space movie, but you're plowing with the with yeah. the rickettiest looking. Yeah, that irked, that irked the shit out of me because it starts out with that you're you're plowing with like the tool they used in like the 1800s to plow a field, a horse and the and the plow, right? But then they got sliding like automatic sliding doors. So, I mean, what is what am I watching? Why? What's with the mix set? That's the, that's the only thing that be irking me in, in certain sci-fi movies when the technology isn't on the same level. Like, you want to do a, a space? Wars. Is it a space western? Is this what this is? I mean, but in Star Wars, they were moisture farmers. We don't got that shit here. Well, like, I mean, that's that planet. It, it at like, least... I was. I've been watching um, Andor, trying to catch up on that. It's an amazing um, series, actually. It hasn't really, and I'm going to catch hell for that. Like it's been fine for me so far. I, I'm through the uh, the heist, um, you know, until the next part. But okay. um, there's still just a lot of like, yeah, Tatooine was a desert planet with not a lot of shit. But so many places on Star Wars, if it's not like the capital, there's like you're no right, real buildup of 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 technology. No, no paved roads is always dirt. I mean, you're right. You're right. Freaking phone. There are no phones in Star Wars. <laughs> like it's a but, weird thing that, that where there's like we have inner planetary travel and also everything feels like that's a running joke in science fiction though like like world worlds they mastered interstellar travel but they hadn't seen a wheel before (laughs) Hmm. like the alien was like intrigued by the bicycle wheel oh yeah like it's it's a running joke in 
in science get fiction because I guess I'm I'm countering my own point here in saying that it's a thing where they acknowledge that the what's the word the dis- disparity in in mm. how you have some tech some future tech and then you have got this old ass shit like or things that they just skipped over yeah so I guess it's a thing so I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that but like, it's still funny to see the uh the the aesthetic here in this movie like. At least in Star Wars, they're not wearing just like actual old timey frontier American clothes like they're wearing in this. Hey, ninety. Here's here's how Netflix saves money in their productions: their set production and uh, sometimes costume and stuff. That's where they skimp on, or at least what some people feel is why the Netflix camera exists, why everything is fucking ugly and blurry outside of whatever is in the dead center of the shot. Because that way you don't see how shitty everything else looks. So that wasn't so, on purpose. It's possible. Because uh, that, I mean, that shot, we, when we sure, see but... uh, the farmer dude, like, just, he comes out and just, like, stares at Cora. I'm trying to decipher what the look on his face is, and it's, I don't know. It's not, like, adoration or anything. Anyway, but, like, yeah, the um, everything behind the little bridge is fake. And everything yeah. in front of it's, like, so just clearly. Yeah. This was the... It's, Cause, it's not. Cause I'll be honest. I thought I was having a stroke. No, <laughs> I'm not going to blame Snyder for this. This is Netflix. No, okay. That's Netflix. That's Netflix. Now, Army Darkness was the same. Not Army Dark. I'm sorry. Uh, Army Army of the Dead, Army was, of the Dead. The, was the same way. His zombie heist movie. Uh, but the stuff he did prior to Netflix usually had better set design. Yeah, and didn't have that. the fucking Netflix camera. It had some other aesthetic choices, but not the Netflix camera. Somebody drop the camera on Netflix for use replace it. <laughs> and when I say Netflix camera, I'm not even sure if it's an actual camera or if it's like camera and lens settings that they have to abide to. Yeah. But it's a thing that uh like best example I got is like Umbrella Academy, where everything is blurry outside of the close up shot of someone's face in the center of the screen all the time. Like it's just hideous. So I that never noticed that in and a now sci- you're probably ruin a rewatch of that for Man, me. that in a sci-fi movie where everything is supposed to be fantastical and, you know, different and worth looking at hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It's supposed to be looking at the entire set, scene, cl- clothes, costumes. No, no. I'm gonna point it out when we get there. Uh, you look at the middle but, of the screen and nothing else. Yeah. I why do you have Why do you have blurry aliens? What? <laughs> look, what? I, I'm gonna point it out when we get to it. But there was a part that broke my heart because it was such a cool looking alien that was just in the background, blurry, mm-hmm. and I was like, I I know what you're talking about. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. Uh, but yeah, let me keep moving. Uh, <laughs> so when she gets home, the the old dude lives uh, that she lives with asks about her getting a husband because the hunter who brought the meat back or whatever is interested in her. But Cora declines and says she's been very happy the last two seasons she's lived there. But as a child of war, the ideas of love and family were beaten out of her. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Qu- question about that. Okay, mm-hmm. so when a character that can't find love are don't believe they're worth loving mm-hmm. they generally don't vocalize that because they don't understand that because <laughs> yeah, they don't themselves. realize it yeah they don't <laughs> he went into a full dissertation like she's in her final year of college being a psych i mean uh, student i guess some people exist who do understand that or that they choose to be that way and they're like i'm a so lonely you, loner so you don't <laughs> fix it you know it's wrong but you don't fix it you just 
like what's that? What's this? Uh, the, the I'm a child of war. They, oh, know, okay. She walks the lonely road, the loneliest road she's ever known. And and, uh, and and this was a me thing, but before this whole part, I honestly thought she was a character that just had amnesia. She didn't know who she was. That probably would have been better. I mm. I, I really no, thought no, this was then that w- then she wouldn't have the motivation. No, she needed to. Know well, no, her no, the mo- the motivation would have been yeah. them killing off the village. You know, the, the head villager dude. And then she and then, she'd be and surprised then, when she was like, "Where did I like learn some, these gun some, skills something from?" Something triggered or something, something. Oh, I got Cause you, I got you. Because that would, yeah, because that would also answer the question of this why movie. Of, of, of why the uh, the military dude when he spotted her in the crowd, he gave that weird look. Mm-hmm. But like, I thought she was dead. Thought you were dead. You like somebody, you know? Maybe, maybe some some battle. She supposedly died, but she got amnesia. Actually, villager saved her, nursed her back to health. So she felt like she had to repay him by by staying in the village to to, uh, to help take care of him. Then you know, I, you know, right, I, right. I, I you know, I'm just saying. I got no problem with her like having her memory, knowing who she is. I have a problem with them not really doing anything. Like like you said, everything you said about her just telling us every all of her her stuff like just blatantly it was uh, okay no that's that's a natural way to uh tell so got, audience about your character so we, um, so, so we got your whole character right here okay but all also right. okay. i think you need her to know what's up because someone has to kind of raise the alarm about the uh yeah the ship yeah. i mean it's pretty ominous in and of itself so maybe you don't but I- I, I thought it could have been the idiot villager who was telling all these secrets. <laughs> I'm, but also, like, she disappears for a big part of the next part of the movie. Like, she she barely does. That's because they tried to introduce yeah. the personality of the other characters and the the what now? the the introduced personality of the robot and the the good hearted yeah, soldier we gonna on let the bad me get team. The movie. We gonna let me get through the movie. <laughs> oh, Holy <my> shit! <laughs> <laughs> We just talk. We're, we just we're talk. rebels. We're, we're rebels, Tiff. Ha! <laughs> Rebel movie ish, kind of. A little so, bit. I mean, they're, they are rebels, yes. And you are rebels, yes. But uh, getting back to your original point, I think it was execution because I can understand someone feeling guilt or like they don't deserve love or something. I'm a child and, of war. It, it's just the the telling, the info dump, as opposed to just us figuring that out, watching her along the way. Then, like, she could just been like not in, not interested, and then kept it moving. And then over time, we'd be like, oh, she doesn't think she deserves love. Okay, mm-hmm. but I see yeah, what you're saying is she just said it. Yeah, it's that old adage in filmmaking: tell, don't show. That's called sarcasm. <laughs> you saw my brain break. <laughs> Am I wrong? Hold on. You broke Tiffron for three seconds. <laughs> I think you really actually buffered on the screen for a second. <laughs> anyway, so the, the next morning, <laughs> the next morning, Cora goes out to plant seeds. Uh, she sees the massive warship arriving above them, and like she rushes to sound the alarm. And, like, the villagers gather and they deliberate on how they should move forward. And, like, the Harvest Master Gunner wants them to do business with them and sell their surplus grain. The town leader, uh, that's Corey Stoll, he points out that the year before... I always confuse billions and succession. But I also really like him in um, Lucky Number 11. It was pretty much that. You took it way back. I know. Uh, 
but he points out the the year before that Gunner sold their surplus to the rebels that were fighting against the mother world. And they better not let these dudes find out. Otherwise, they're all going to be in some shit. I just want to say real quick, I love how she goes and she's like furiously hitting the uh the, the the bell the alarm and then they just walk up like man what you no doing no one <laughs> at all they all just still staring at the ship no one runs no one does a damn thing like, like it's the, like, village the, father, the village father walks up like like he's like she's annoying him like what you it's like she does this every Tuesday nobody <laughs> rings this alarm stop <laughs> like, what you, for sure. why are you doing what, this stop <laughs> woman woman like that you bell's not a- for ringing we let you in this village because you needed a place and you mar- you messing up. Messing it's up. so funny. <laughs> I'm glad all y'all saw that too. <laughs> then Cor insists that none of none of that matters because they, they'll take everything from them, the, the folks in the ship. So Admiral Atticus Noble, this is Ed Scrine, <laughs> who side note, These like names. he always plays a bad guy. I think it's just like, you know, with a face, like he just looks like a bad guy. Like I'll say, have you seen this man's face? Yeah, he's like Chris Brown. Like he just got like strong crackhead evil energy. Like yeah. Anyway. <laughs> like his body's like Chris Brown's too. Like it's just like zero body fat. He's kind of dangly like just and just an evil face. Anyway. For for those of y'all trying to Ed Scrine was a uh, Ajax in Deadpool one. Mm. Just giving you that. One of the bad guys in Alita that Oh yeah, I forgot he was that too. Yeah, I think they tried to make him into the good guy with the transporter reboot that didn't go anywhere. There was a transporter reboot. Yeah, yeah was transporter. There, was, there was an attempt. That's the only time I've seen him play the good guy that I can remember. It was an attempt. It was. It was. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Ed Skrine is Admiral Atticus Noble, the royal representative of the slain king, and his dudes. Uh, they pull up to the village. Uh, and the village lead, Sindri is his name, Corey Stoll, invites them to the longhouse to talk. And like Noble asked them to sell their surplus at triple the market price, which is a great deal for him. Uh, but Sindri declines and says that they don't have much to offer. But when Noble asks for the Harvest Master, which is Gunner, he tries to spin it like they do have a little bit of grain to sell. Oh, this is the dumbest part I've ever seen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like even Noble, he says it. He was like, ah, a rift. And Noble gets the sense that like he's being lied to, and then he kills uh, Sindri and his well, wife. A stick, yeah, he, he, it's not a stick. A it's pimp a cage. Fucking, it's a shillelagh. You said a shillelagh. Shillelagh. <laughs> it was a shillelagh. Oh my god. <laughs> Dear Google, what is a shillelagh? It's uh, I think it's is it Irish or Scottish? I don't know. There's several Irish, uh, or at least supposed to be or Irish accents in the movie, so I don't know. Whatever. I'll look that up later. Shillelagh. Uh, so Noble gets a sense that he's being lied to, kills Sindri, and his wife gets cut down too, because she's like, no, nah, I'm a husband, and they're just no, assholes, no, so they no. kill her too. You went from you went from wooden stick to laser sword. I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Horses and, and automatic doors, man. This is, look. And uh, you and you do yeah, and there is never explanation for the for the, the three creepy priests. Were they the three wise we men? We don't we don't need the priests. Maybe they're ju- they're just his, his envoy. They his, were on camera so much. They just his squad. Look, you don't need to know every member of the goon squad. They just goon his goons. When you, they so, carry okay. his his things. I believe it low. I believe it low. What right. I'm carrying the Bible, but I'm leaving it low. <laughs> you said what if I'm carrying the Bible? <laughs> Look, he needs his spiritual like they got him just in case. If he, he got one carry his pimp cane, one carry his Bible, the shillelagh, I'm sorry. 
But uh, <laughs> that that hit that hit with the shillelagh though did make me laugh because the whole crowd, went, ooh, goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> his head almost spanned backwards, Look, and, then, and then the wife's delayed reaction because she, she didn't she didn't she didn't scream at the first hit or the or the eight. Hey next man, hit. I never had my husband knocked across face with a shillelagh. I might pause for a minute, <laughs> try to figure out if it's a shillelagh or a pimp cane. So Noble tells him that he'll be back in ten weeks for the grain and leaves a, a small group of soldiers behind to stay with the village, right? So we see that the soldiers are mostly pieces of shit. There's one private heiress who doesn't seem to be a dick like the rest of them, and the robot they brought out to help lift also the equipment. Also not explained. Why Eris isn't an asshole? Yes. Why everybody else is? Because they're evil. But he's a private. One. He hasn't been broken. broken yeah, he's yet. new. He's new. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've been in the military. I didn't... Well, I mean, we're not evil like that. Um <laughs> <laughs> You right. Need, not every. I don't need an explanation for uh for the private, but like, um, we get plenty of explanation for the fucking robot. Like we get a whole another like long soliloquy about what the fuck he is and why. That's because Jimmy the robot long winded. We are he, not sponsored. Well, not not from Jimmy, from the asshole soldier. There's one. There's one soldier oh. who's especially oh, yeah. dickish. His name is Marcus. And, I think. He and, yeah, so yeah. trying so hard to be that. Like, he gives this whole was... thing. You know, the robots are uh, stop fighting once the king was slain. See, watch. And he, like, shoots at him. And, and he's like, see, they're not even going to hit back or anything. And he shoots so at him the, some it, more. And the robot so falls in doo Well, he has armor on. I don't know if he's indestructible, but he has armor. He has oh. the same, if you look at it closely, it's it, or at least the same kind of armor that they have on. Sure. Well, by the end of this, Korra is going to get the whole army of these things to come start fighting again, and then they're going to be indestructible. And are we supposed to wait until the second movie to know that the blonde-headed chick is the princess the robot was talking about? Hey, let's, why are we why are we getting ahead of ourselves? We're not even we talking about my, a future movie now. I'm my still bad. trying to get my this bad. movie. My, my bad. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll be honest. I didn't. I'm I didn't. Sorry. I didn't put that together. I'm sorry. The robot did show. He quickly. <laughs> and he blushed. <laughs> yeah. He, he did blush. The robot can blush. That's funny. Because uh, I honestly, I, know what? I'm gonna wait until you get to that part. I'm not gonna jump ahead. I'm wait. You sure? Yes. Uh, okay. So, but one of the soldiers starts messing with the robot, and he says it no longer fights back after the king was slain. Like I said, see, this is why now I got to find where. <laughs> Uh, it ends up falling in doo doo and has to go wash off by the river. <laughs> I'm mad you saw the horse shit. And I'm like, that horse just shat. Why did the horse shit? Oh, that's why the horse shat. <laughs> so the robot could fall into it two seconds later. So uh, the river, the robot's joined by Sam, a girl that was like giving out water. And she's nice to him. And the robot tells her the story of the slain king and his daughter who was supposed to usher in a new age of peace and compassion. And apparently the, the robots, like, pledged their allegiance, but not just to yeah. the king, but also to I the, thought to that family daughter. line. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe that's yeah, what it was. Because she, she was, it was her coronation when they were slain. Yeah. So that's what, yeah. So she would have been the new king anyway. And or, the royal bloodline was severed forever. Yeah, they just gave up and been turned into slaves. So because you know the bloodline was severed, they they don't fight anymore. So now they just lift stuff, I guess. Uh, until <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, and the robot says that Sam reminds him of her or it. I don't know. I don't know his gender. Uh, the rest of the villagers uh, decide to keep farming and give Noble what he wants and hope 
that they'll be left with enough grain. And Cora says, bump that. And she packs her shit. She goes to leave. But Cora hears the nasty ass soldiers uh, dragging Sam into their quarters. And we see Private Eris try to stand up for her. But literally all the other soldiers are on board to assault Sam, including the leader. And this is some Zack Snyder shit. Because, like, I don't... Mm. He didn't have to put sexual assault in the movie. I mean, it's not its not like graphic because it didn't happen yet. But still, he, yeah, still. the idea. Because he, he does it again later on. It's not just Snyder. I mean, this is one of those cinema sins things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do we use the R word here? Well, because uh, you, you want you to show the true evil of man. Yeah, I, I, I'm of the belief that you, you could put anything in a movie that happens in real life as long as you handle it with tact and respect. With and care. Like, yeah, like you don't have to see certain things. So like we didn't see anything here. I'm just saying Zack Snyder has, has, has done this before mm. a couple of times. And I'm like, I like that was the whole crux of, of Sucker Punch. And I oh, like, yeah. like I don't think a, a, a dude should be making a movie about that. Or if you do, it, you needed to have way better care with it than he did because mm. it also felt exploitive at the same time. So this is me uh, kind of going back to Sucker Punch, seeing this, and I'm like, there you go again, Snyder. See, I, I never cared about a guy doing it, you know. As long uh, as it's done right, but I don't think right. It was done but right. it, it has to be a a point to it being in the movie. It, don't it, just have it be there just for it. To beat, just make it, yeah, okay, I want to make him seem bad. I'm going to make him do this. Just the whole Sucker Punch in general just felt exploitive. So that's why I'm harping on that. But I'll leave it alone. Well, well, yeah. well how did you think it was handled in this? Honestly, if I remove Sucker Punch from the equation <laughs> and just leave this isolated, I thought it was handled right mm-hmm. the first time. And then the second time, I was like, we doing this again? We just yeah. did this 20 minutes ago? Uh, I've been the same people. You would have to people. grab him. You know, like easily, he wanted to make sure he was showing you that you know he's an equal opportunity when it comes to this. You know? well, to me, <laughs> it's not, well, to it's me, not just females who can get assaulted; it's males too. Because to me, yeah. it's like Very if, if you're doing it multiple times and you're like, okay, you do it multiple times in this movie, so the whole universe is gravy like this, just this evil is, for no reason. Tatooine yeah, is. this is and why and why is it or sexual belt. evil? Why is everybody sexual evil? Why is that the first thing? Because that's the evilest of evil. But also the part you're going to um, with the second occurrence, was that bar full of prostitutes or sex workers or something? I I don't know. It just seemed like a skeevy bar. So it might just been full of a bunch of skeevy people. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, how do they describe uh, Mos Eisley or whatever in in Star Wars? scum and villainy. Yeah, so it was was that, right? Yeah. But yeah. Most likely so, contain them, but with more groping. <laughs> Shoot, now you got me thinking about the rated R version. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, we're good. So, all right. So now Cora gets active. Back to Cora. Then Cora shows up, weaponless, and still takes them all out, except for the leader who holds the gun to Sam's head behind her. Then Mister Robot shows up, and he's like, "Okay, good. Glad you finally showed up. Kill him." And like he picks up a gun. This this part I thought was really cool. He doesn't aim it or anything. He's like sitting there thinking about it, holding the gun, and then he just fires a single shot without aiming it. He's just, it's still like. It's sideways. It's sideways, right? Like he's still thinking about it and just his finger just pulls the trigger and like, and completely gets him right in the head. Perfect aim. That that was cool. Yeah. (laughs) That might be my favorite part of the movie. And he didn't even screw it up with slow mo. Yeah, and there wasn't even any slow motion. Like, oh, it was, it was so ruined. Moment. So ruined. If that was a slow motion bullet, I would have turned it off. A cinematic. <laughs> but 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 this is but okay. I think the robot did it because the girl touched him at the lake. 
I think she woke up um whatever yeah. that that yeah. little yeah. teacher thing is. Cuz remember the, that was the whole thing like he like they don't fight back anymore. Right. But then he he said he she reminds him of the princess or whatever and then he saw the princess, you know, was in danger so he defended yeah. her. But he's still like kind of thinking about it cuz he just runs off. Because he it's doesn't, a, he doesn't know if it's the actual, you know. Yeah. So these parameters are acceptable. Yeah. Now like somehow, that he, he ran out because he's trying to figure out why. Mm, somehow the code, you know, his code let him, let him kill. So yeah, I guess it was a choice and not like a actual lockout. Yeah, we we didn't spend enough time with him to know if he's sentient or just code. Anytime, but he, it kind of implies he's, he's sentient. Got no time in this movie. I'm so upset. Anyway, so, the coolest thing about this movie and. Just take him away from me. There you go, mumbling again. Uh, so the villagers all show up to see what the commotion was, and Cora tells them that, well, now we got to fight. She head taps the last one who's been yeah. twitching. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so, so Cora sets out to find General Titus, a former hero of the realm that turned his forces against the mother world. She also makes Gunner come with her uh, so he can hopefully get in contact with the Blood Axes, the rebel insurgent forces, and enemies of the home wor- or mother world that he sold their surplus grain to the previous year. So she can find a general, she can find an army. Like that's that's the plan. And they forgave him entirely too easy. Oh, for getting their uh, their leader killed. I mean, were they yeah. going to kill him too? Like he the one that something, helped something, <laughs> threaten him or something. Don't it's come like, back unless you fix this. Something, you know. Just look, he's leaving. He'll probably die. He's, he's Let's trying just go to fix it. Grow all this damn grain. Something. Yeah. He just twelve thousand bullshit. Right now, we all gotta, this is entirely we, his fault. Okay, oh. but right now they got to figure out how to not get killed in ten weeks. I guess you, you just you just. So, uh, along the way, <laughs> we get we get a flashback uh, as Cora tells Gunnar about the Mother World, uh, how the Mother World came to her planet when she was nine, led by General Balisarius, and they were there to destroy. She ended up face-to-face with Balisarius, who gave her an, like the opportunity to kill him, and she pulls the trigger, but the gun doesn't go off. So, because of that, he kills her whole family and he takes her as his daughter. <laughs> he, he stole this from the Avengers. Uh, Yes, though this was Gamora and Thanos so much. <laughs> he stole it. I'm like, so much of this is... And he stole he the name Korra, he stole it. half the names of this thing. He stole it. I was like, so Avengers? Again? Hey, no. the Thanos was only killing half of them. So the girl that got to play young Korra, um, there's nothing going on there. Like, You mean that, that whole that I'm going to blame flashback? the direction. I'm not going to blame the young actress, but like, it's very... You talking about the whole flashback or just her as an actor? I'm saying that the performance we got from Little Gamora, whose face is covered in, in, in makeup, is a lot more dynamic than the one of this little girl who has literally nothing on her face. So this is somebody's you know? daughter that got a little chance. I mean, she looks enough like uh, Sophia Batella, but like this whole scene like plays out and... I don't know. When he picks her up and like takes her away, it's like her she's still just like kind of stone faced. It's like you're not gonna be like anguished or like upset. Like she just is like, okay, I guess. So I'm- what you're saying, like the rest of this movie, she got bad direction. Y- yes. I said that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm blaming the director. I'm not gonna blame the, the, the young actress. I'm blaming you, Zach. You should have directed her better. So as y'all said, he took her and made her her his uh, his protege and she lived on a spaceship with him and like 
what she said. She said, uh, I fought for the king on distant worlds under the banner of uh, people who murdered my entire family and destroyed my world. They have trained me, broken me, and rebuilt me in their image. I'm only telling you this so that you know who I am. You asked how I knew how I knew they would destroy you. That's what I would do. So another bit of informa- information dump. But I feel, I feel like this is one of those scenes where we should have seen... I don't know. Uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. At least, I mean, there's flashbacks. There's there is visuals. There are visuals to go yeah, along. With it wasn't storytelling. just her saying it, so well, I'm not going to hold it against them. True. Uh, that wait. that haircut. That haircut, though. Man, shut up. Oh, so, yeah. well, <laughs> it's not great. Once they got I missed the, the whole time. I thought <laughs> I was looking at a dude. I was like, her brother. The, that's, that's the point. She, she's the one girl in the whole damn army, and all the dudes have the same haircut. I still, so I still, she just it got still the same here because they got. It still took me a second. But yeah, uh, once they got to town, they see uh, the Hackshaws capturing their contact. Which I, I don't know if the Hackshaw was the race or if it was just a group of mercenaries that all happened to be the same race. I thought it was just the the group of mercenaries. But they That's all look like the 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 ogres from that other Netflix uh, <laughs> December oh, movie. Did. Uh, bright yeah. to the point where yeah. I was like, I wonder if they just reused bright prosthetics. Possible. That explains anyway. so much, actually. But th- that whole flashback looked like a scene from the Warhammer games. <laughs> oh, now that you mentioned it, and that was actually listed as another one of the inspirations: Warhammer 40k, Seven Samurai, which is going to get obvious here soon. And um, oh, that does make sense. I think yeah. they were, and obviously Star Wars. Good eye. Which. I didn't say this in the beginning, but I don't think it being a reworked Star Wars script is inherently a bad thing. I'm not going to take off points for that or any like any parallels between this and Star Wars because no. no. art always pulls from other art, so whatever. And it's not like it's going to be the first thing to come out that you know whatever. Like most fantasy stuff pulls from Lord of the Rings, whatever. And Star Wars itself is Flash Gordon meets a character Hour. Yeah, so, so all like all art pulls from other art. So I'm not taking off any points for that. I just want to point that out. Yeah. Even if it sounds like I am at some parts. Sometimes it's too blatant. Yeah. But yeah, so they enter Saloon to figure out their next move. But before we get some more sexual assault, when some alien dude propositions uh Gunner to spend the night with them because he has mostly clean sheets. Uh, mm-hmm. He grabs his package and then Cora slams him on the counter. So is then that she dri- Riley? Uh, is he in this movie? I don't know. I don't oh, know. and the, and the prisoner contraptions are cool that we saw. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So she addresses the entire bar and asks about General Titus and immediately gets an answer from a weird little alien controlling a human who tells her uh, that he's on planet Pollux fighting in the Coliseum. But be careful because the last person that uh, tried to find them ended up with their head on a pike. Then the horny alien comes back with reinforcements and Cora kills everybody. And then Charlie Hunnam, his character's name is Kai, but I kept writing him down as Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam greets him and offers to fly her where she needs uh, if she can pay him whatever she can afford. And he's really cool with the fact that she's gathering soldiers to fight against the mother world. To which he agrees and they head off. So he agrees... He asked for money. He's clearly the type who's like in it for the money. Uh, you know, you're Han Solo. Yeah, he's Han Solo. And then, but, scoundrel. Well, and then, like, he offers no real rebuttal. Like, they're like, oh, we don't really have money. He's like, ah, you know, we'll figure it out. And then that should have been your first clue. Was like, yeah, oh, red was, flag. Yeah. Spoiler alert: this nigga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. for for you for you to be war war born war trained and the greatest general in existence. Are the greatest warrior in existence. 
a little dumb, a little slow. A little, little dumb. Little, she little was slow. a good soldier. Well, no, no, they did make her leader of her own yeah. battalion. Yeah, they gave her own command, and then yeah. she's supposed to be like the elite guard for the for the uh, royal family. So she's, you know. Okay, yeah, you're right. And and not to mention. I was going to make quick, a marine the, joke the, to mess with Jamel. But. The, uh, the quick-witted smuggler that's supposed to know all this stuff. This, this, okay. What? The guy that sold the extra grains. He's not oh, a smuggler. Oh, well, he did yeah. smuggle some grain. It wasn't smuggling. He just made a deal with the wrong people. But it wasn't like. But they they made him out to be the, the wheeler and dealer of the group. The, the one that knows people. He knows a person. Yeah, one exactly one person. Yeah, nah, he. I never got that. I got he was naive as shit from the beginning, and he continued to be naive for throughout the rest of the movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I was actually even though Red Flag McGee uh, over here with the (laughs) uh, Charlie Hunnam, I was still expecting Gunner to be the one to sell them out at some point. Mr. Right Place, Right Time. Like, because he, because you see, because remember, they didn't even call him the ambitious farmer. Because, like, he was too, like, like, it's like he wanted money. Three times the market rate, Tiff. Three (laughs) times. You know how much we could buy better plows with that. Like, (laughs) uh, more space horses like anyway. so many more space horses <laughs> <laughs> after we get a quick scene of noble on his ship getting an update on a lead and him getting sci-fi high and having hentai tentacle alien sex core and the boys core and the boys arrive on the planet to see if uh they can pick up a fighter that has crimes against the mother world right but the guy Tarek is enslaved to pay off a debt. You mean oh to oh Tarzan? Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Abs McGee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the the debtor gives them a, a price that they can't afford, of course. But he does like to gamble, so they bet on whether or not Tarek can tame a hippogriff. I don't know if it's a hippogriff because doesn't it? You know what I mean. I'm is just it making, okay? I mean, a hippogriff has two two of its okay. legs are, are hooved, but all of these had claws. I think and, it's just and, a griffin. And, but, well, okay, and this is my question. Why? This, well, 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 this scene kind of broke me because I'm like, wait, sci-fi to magical now? Aren't these magical, mythical creatures? That's, I, mean, I mean, hippogriffs are, but and it looks me? like the hippogriff from the third Harry Potter, but. They never call it a hippogriff. I'm calling it a hippogriff. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but we, we directly call out the existence of magic with Jimmy, the robot. Oh, yeah. So and we're and already just mixing yeah, the princess. You know, the okay, okay, yeah. okay. The princess, okay, yeah. Okay. Did we talk about the princess having Not yet, thing? not yet. Yeah, okay. That, that uh, flashback hasn't happened. But, like, but this is, is a lot of uh, what I'm talking about with this movie. It was like, there's a lot of ideas hmm. that didn't all need to be in this movie. The alien with the tendrils on the neck of the guy who was talking through him that was weird and creepy and interesting the like you said the weird him getting high with the little ports in his stomach and then yeah. whatever the hentai the the <laughs> freaking uh, alien thing was um there's a lot of just stuff okay well that's a thing i mean that's and, sci-fi in general but maybe there's too much Maybe. Maybe dial it back a little bit and maybe I mean, explore more of what you're doing. It's Star Wars. Like, Star Wars had not necessarily the hentai, 
but <laughs> Titanical Monster. I mean, yeah, Rogue One yeah. did have that, but <laughs> uh, but you know, but like the like one of the check boxes for Star Wars is like you know new alien creatures and stuff like that. So like they were they were checking down checking off the boxes and things, and when they throw in little things like that to be like, oh yeah, it's, it's, this is a sci-fi. This is a sci-fi. Here's this thing that doesn't exist, but yeah. look what what they do with it. And then yeah, a whole ass Griffin. Yeah, and we've seen Harry Potter three. Uh, <laughs> Best one uh, is that three with the hippogriff. I don't that, remember. It's Alfonso Cuaron. Cuaron. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, they they take him up on on the offer because Tarek tells Cor that he can do it, and so he does. He tames the hippogriff uh, after like a scene with them flying around in slow motion and jumping and shit, and he, he comes back down and like the the Griffin likes him. But after, like, he's freed, he kills the slave owner. <laughs> and dude's like, yeah. Yeah, so, add a girl. Yeah, good, good girl. Yeah. This is another part that I was actually paying attention to. Uh, I'm proud of you. I was, yeah, I was paying attention to all the movie. But, like, okay. So he gets in there, and he, like, you know, Horse Whisperer gets in there, and, like, he's speaking another language to the griffin, and, like, they make a connection. And they, yeah. he's able to climb on. And then he immediately pisses the thing off. By muzzling it, and I was just like, "But you were, what was you were already part? on it. Like you could have wrapped that. Like in his so defense, the, that's how you do a horse, though. Is but it's not a horse. I but mean, anyway, but, it, but that and it's, it's, so so then that's what pisses it off, and then they go on their whole little flight thing where it tries to kill him, and then after that, it's cool with him. And that's where I was like, "But when did it turn the corner?" Uh, so next they arrive on a planet that definitely would have been Coruscant if this was still Star Wars, right? Now they're trying to get a woman known as Nemesis to join the gang, and they're following her. She goes to retrieve a girl from a giant spider woman that took her as revenge for losing her children. Uh, Nemesis tries to reason with the spider, but she's forced to kill her. The spider's played by Jenna Malone, which I didn't catch the first time I watched this. Is she is she a good actress? Jenna Malone? Yes. I don't know. No, no. The uh, wait. You in the bed? I'm getting I'm the getting Korean names. woman. Yeah. Uh, I think so. She's just usually in, like, she was in Cloud Atlas. Yeah. She was in... Uh, well, because the facial expressions of her character in this movie threw me off the entire movie. I think it was Zack Snyder telling her to act this way. Play aloof, mysterious. Not aloof, confused. but definitely, like, stoic. stoic. That's the stoic look. Yeah, the, no emotions. I don't have much to say. Yeah, not much emotion. Yes. All right. Okay. Stoicism is pretty um, popular amongst the group here. Uh, Everyone kind of plays it close to the chest. Yeah. Especially with her being or would have been a Jedi. Like, it makes sense. Okay. Mm, she would have been Jedi's a Jedi. Jedi's were supposed to be detached from emotions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Also, we find out that, like, her thing is Mother, Mother World, like, is responsible for killing her children. And she went off and killed a whole bunch of their dudes. So like that's what earned her her reputation. Mm. Okay. So maybe after losing her babies, you know, she just yeah. yeah. What I loved about the fight with the spider, it was pretty pretty cool fight. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good, good good action beat. Um, Cora's standing right there with a gun the whole time. Well, they they were letting I, her do her thing. They, she she told them to stand back. Shoot, to be yeah, fair, she told them. the fucking spider lady. Just I shoot. mean, look if if this alleged great warrior or whatever. Tells me, stand back, I got this. Everyone stood back and they got it. Well, and, fact, she, she, and she didn't want to kill the spider woman. Yeah, she didn't want to kill her. In fact, I think the spider wanted to die. Really? Because of all yeah, its babies like, being dead. 
Yeah, like she she I think she wanted she wanted to die. And like that's why mm. she went ahead and took the, the kid. But she wasn't gonna she could have just killed the kid, right? She held the kid until they came to get her back, then fought uh Nemesis. And if you really watch how they were fighting, like she kinda let her let her like she kinda let her get her. Mm. And just the way just the way she was talking and looking at her, like I think she wanted to die. So it was a cool it was still a cool fight, but this, that's the sense I got. And it was kind of neat because, like, here's this not really throwaway character, but not an integral character to the story. She's just the, a device, you know, to see what Nemesis can do, right? Yeah. But that was almost one of the most interesting characters in this whole movie. That's not saying yeah, a ton, but yeah. I'll give you that. I mean, I guess I'm insulting the rest of them, but yeah, like, that, in terms of, like, character depth, Yes, that Spider-Woman has more depth than most of the cast in this movie because that's how well-written it is. (laughs) Y'all not wrong. (laughs) I I will say I do like Nemesis's uh, non-lightsabers. If mm. like I don't know the actual word for it, but she uses those swords that they use in Japan to like carve the tuna for like you know you ever watch anything where they show you the the fish auction or whatever. Yeah. And like the giant tuna that they bring in for sushi and whatnot. Like yeah. they have these giant like knives that they use to cut up the tuna with. That's what she has. And like, they're not like laser swords. They're just those just giant pieces of metal in that shape. And then like her robot hands or something heats them up and like they, they start to glow. That's kind of neat. So wait, was that not the same technology for the laser sword that the bad guy kills, uh, the wife with earlier yeah but she they that happened so fast that i i didn't cash that on either watch because like so maybe just be. heating up sword things a thing and i it, don't know except that that one was it wasn't it was a different color yeah but, it was blue yeah. versus red because you know good guys and bad guys um except for the good guy one is red legally distinct i mean good it's all a matter of perspective but yeah Are uh, you, i'm sorry are the people wearing the actual Nazi uniforms the good guys in this? No, I mean they okay. think they're the good guys. I don't. I'm not saying I think they're Do good. They? <laughs> he kind of just right. knows he's a you're, bastard. You're right. They are all evil, and they know they're evil. <laughs> like you don't. You just can't be like, yeah, I'm the good guy, and say, like, all right, time to assault these girls. Like, nah. I'm gonna take all of your grain. Why? Because I want to. Yeah, because I want to. Because I, I want everything. it all. Mm-hmm. That's sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said, oh, so, okay, this is not for a war effort. You just want it. Okay. Yeah, they're right. just assholes to okay. be assholes. Well, and, like, that's kind of what she said. Because they didn't, they, well, they said in the, uh, Jimmy said in the beginning, it was for resources. Hmm. But then she says that they don't even be taking stuff half the time. They just show up and fuck shit up. And let me which, be clear. Go ahead. I was just going to say, which from a, a business standpoint is still strategic you know taking out your competition or possible competition uh but still from an empire standpoint yeah that's evil yeah i was like i'm not taking points off for the villains here being unambiguously must mustache twirling evil that's the level movie this is i'm fine with that no no nuanced bad guys need to be here the mm. Spider Lady is actually th- pretty nuanced. I, I think they're going to try to make Bellis- Belisarius nuanced because she said that she thinks he took her as for someone to like share his pain with. Like somehow he saw himself in her, and 
in a not creepy way and is like, well, you now you're my daughter. We're going to go go be ass intergalactic assholes together. Come along. So Which is he the fire? What? Nothing. Child of fire. Oh. Boo. Sorry. Boo. <laughs> Boo you and Boo Zack Snyder. Boo this uh, man. <laughs> get I off the stage. <laughs> I fully deserve that. Said what? What? Marijuana? <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so when they take off uh, we get another flashback where Cora tells Gunner oh I skipped the part Nemesis just goes with him it's just alright cool yeah she does yeah. not even a question like, they, they don't have to convince her or anything she even warns him she was like she says some something about like careful how you go about revenge or whatever and then she's mm. just with them after yeah. she killed the spider. Yep. Y'all sure uh, y'all, sure y'all want to do this? Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, right. so uh, on the ship, uh, Cora tells Gunnar about how she assigned, or she was assigned to guard the princess and how she saw that uh, the princess had healing powers and the king saw that their bond is a sign. Things should change for the Imperium and they should start being nice to people. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah, Cora like that. says it like she's not sure. Like what we see is like unambiguously. There's a dead she brought bird. A, yeah, she brought. A she brings back, back to life. life. There's a whole. There's a halo of light. It's like pretty obvious. Cora, who's looking at this happen, apparently is like, I saw some things I couldn't understand. Uh, yeah. uh, couldn't explain. So she, the way she words it is as if it's happened multiple times. Mm-hmm. The way I, I took it was because she can't explain it. She just kind of shrugged. Like I don't know. <laughs> like don't try to ask me don't try to get me to explain it as she does to, fall short of saying like oh no she had healing powers yeah she doesn't actually say that she just says she sees some she's seen her do some stuff i can do stuff uh, don't, ask, don't ask why i mean but it wasn't hurt you know i wouldn't know what to say either so I, i'm not gonna take points off of this either <laughs> Zack snyder stole that shit from goku <laughs> <laughs> from the cooler movie he takes the bird and heals mm. <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, so then they arrive on the gladiator planet Pollux uh, where once again someone tells them exactly where this fugitive is exactly where the alien had said from before right sitting in front of the gates of the Colosseum nobody that, knows <laughs> he knew this on a whole different planet just yeah he on this other planet sitting right here in front of the gate that's where you're gonna find him but uh, he was knocked out and drunk, right? So they pay some alien girl to half wash him off. I was like, you could at least wash that, all the dirt off. That of that, that scene the there, that whole scene. Something just didn't sit right with me, right? Did, did, yeah. yeah, yeah, just yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm not gonna get into that. But then Cora and Titus go back and forth over him joining her because he's broken after sending his men to their deaths. Cause like he turned his whole battalion against the mother world or whatever. They all died except for him, but she wins them over with amazing dialogue. If not redemption, what about revenge? And here's the thing. She was practicing that. On I like there. that line, but somehow, I don't, somehow the way it was delivered made so it short. so corny, even though that's a dope line. It's and a it's, line. And then like the way his reaction, like, <laughs> Smash cut. <he's> on <laughs> By the way, did y'all catch that Jamon Hansu actually is like second build in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Above Charlie Hunnam at that. He, he only says one thing after this scene. 
<laughs> in the whole movie. Maybe because the second one, he has a huge yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, because he's supposed to be the okay. general, the yeah. leader of their group. She got him to sense. be the leader. So he's just not there yet. And remember, this was less movies to begin with. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I think I, that's the whole crew, right? Uh, there's... I, oh, no, no, we're you, not. Yeah, we, count, got, we got one other. Yeah. Okay, so still up. going. <laughs> uh, then we get a quick scene on the bad guy ship with Noble meeting the uh, Blood Axe contact where we saw... he got We saw him get captured earlier with the little robot jank. And he tells them about the blood axes and they're being protected by King Leviticus in exchange. Is it Leviticus? Levitica? I think I messed that up. Anyway, I think King, it's Levitica. Leviticus uh, would just be a little too on Yeah, too much. Uh, King Levitica uh, in exchange for his freedom. But Noble severs his spine to paralyze him and then send him off to have his brain examined for more information. Pretty fucked uh, up. Yeah. He was like, you are free. <laughs> now, that was the most intricate gun to do a yeah. headshot. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you gotta do that. <laughs> oh, that? Oh, okay. You gotta whip a nene to just right? to the spine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the gang arrives on Leviticus, or not on Leviticus, the king's name is Leviticus. Whatever. The gang arrives on Leviticus's planet. Uh, Jesus, I'm doing it again. The gang arrives on Leviticus' planet and is greeted by the king who summons the blood axes for him, right? Uh, that was easy. <laughs> uh, the insurgent squad pulls up and Devra and her brother who leads leads them, uh, they pull up and they say that they ain't trying to buy any more grain, so get out their faces, right? And Kord tells them uh, a mother world dreadnought, the king's gaze came to their planet because of their revolution. Because that's why they're out there in the first place. is because they're looking for the blood axes. Uh, Dever don't give a shit. <laughs> but a brother who doesn't even get a name, I didn't catch that until the second time, he says he'll go because he doesn't want to see another world fall because of them. Then he asks his forces who would like to tag along out of their own free will. So, achievement unlocked, the army has joined the party. They got the general, now they got the army, all nine of them. <laughs> Just, only nine dudes like that, step that up was, yeah it already that, wasn't that a big was, army that shows up but only nine of them decide to follow the brother i I thought this was gonna be that big you know everybody joins in moment no nope nope, nope. the music thought so too because the music was like <laughs> well again this is early on obviously we're gonna sister's gonna come back she's gonna bring the whole crew i mean yeah 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 but, but also i didn't catch that with ray fisher I didn't catch it the first time. Second time, I uh, I did. And here on like, IMDb, he is just listed as Blood Axe. They yep, did just, not give this man a name. That's yep. insane. <laughs> Dang. Like, he wasn't doing? even around long enough to get a name. The goddamn robot has a name. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> he has a name. He's credited as that. I'm not even sure if anyone even said it. <laughs> but, but Ray Fisher didn't get a name. But Ray Fisher is Team Zack Snyder forever and ever because of his bad experience with Whedon. So... But also, yeah. I think he's being blackballed by Hollywood, so we are probably only going to see him in Zack Snyder movies moving forward. You don't think his performance in this is going to help him cross over? As who? Okay. The brother? As Blood Axe. As <laughs> Brother Blood Axe. Brother Blood Axe. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe some youth. I, some... I think he's a good actor, but I think even though he was like a victim 
I don't think any other Hollywood studio is going to want to mess with him after how messy he was with uh, the Whedon and WB drama, which he he was in the right for. Just how he said Whedon was, did he say racist? Or I know he definitely said that he wasn't, Whedon wasn't treating him right and the other actors. And like they did, nobody had a good time with Whedon on set of Justice League after he came in. And Zach was like way better and was nicer to him and stuff. But also he had a bone to pick with Warner Brothers in general because they tried to cover it up. Hmm. So it's a whole drama you could read about. But yeah, so but how he went about it, it's one of those things where it's like, dang, he the victim. But also from like the, the studio standpoint, they're not going to want to mess with him because he's going to ear them out too if they fuck up. True. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna lose him and um, uh, your boy. Who? Finn. Oh, Boyega. Boyega. Nah, yeah. Boyega's still been popping up and stuff. And also, he got the Jordan Peele like, "We got you." Like Black Hollywood's behind him. I don't think Black Hollywood behind Ray Fisher. Probably because they don't remember what character he plays. I mean, we'll see. I mean, like the last thing with Boyega, they haven't been like big productions. Nah, but he's been in stuff consistently, and he Tyrone did well. Well enough, I think. Uh, or maybe I'm just going off of the fact that it's our second most listened to episode. <laughs> but, uh, oh no, this is just you hating Boyega. This nigga hate John Boyega. <laughs> you don't like John Boyega? I'm, I have not said a single, a single bad thing about John Boyega. <laughs> not, not in the They Clone Tyrone episode, not now. I'm saying that he had a similar situation where the studio did him wrong. He spoke out wrong. about it. And, um, I saw the opportunity to bring the joke back. <laughs> it wasn't even a joke. It was, I was literally just being like, yo, we might see both of these guys get kind of sidelined. No, I mean, from, from they, they clone Tyrone. Oh yeah. You're bringing the joke back. I get you, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm defending myself because I don't, I don't have the platform like you do. <laughs> you, can, you can go on for like a whole 20 minutes on every episode I'm not in about how much I hate Boyega and I, I don't I can't fight that so I have to defend myself while I'm here <laughs> actually you know what um, my brother said I didn't go in uh, enough on Boyega he, he's the one who actually is critical of, that nigga of, of hate John, John Boyega <laughs> he was waiting to hear some real Boyega slander and was a little disappointed <laughs> I remember he made a joke on Twitter about it or something mm. But anyway, uh, anyway, I forgot where I was complaining about Ray Fisher. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, okay, yeah. I said achievement unlocked. The army has joined nine folks. Easy peasy. So, brother Bloodaxe tells his sister to thank Levitica and leave the planet because, of course, if uh, if some idiot farmers could find them, then Mother World is surely on its way, right? Which he's Good right. Point. Uh, <laughs> uh, back on the ship. Charlie Hunnam spits his best game in his worst Irish accent to Cora and tells her he'll join the fight uh, officially because she made him want to be an honorable man. But he just needs to make one last stop first, right? Uh, just to drop off his cargo and finish the job he apparently been on this whole time and been ag- neglecting. Suspect? Another red flag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so then we see Noble has reached King Levitica, who, like we just said, who pleads with them that their people's code is honor and charity, and that's why they uh, took in the blood axes. But Noble ain't trying to hear all that shit, and he smashes his head in. And then he orders the King's Gaze's uh, massive guns to start firing on the planet. Then he leaves. I wanted to say I, I really liked King Levitica's design. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's very Star Wars-y, but uh, it's yeah. cool. 
and even though I mean it was VFX, but you like you still saw a whole lot of emotion, yeah. like with him sitting there like about to get killed, and he was just like I felt bad for him. I was like, oh no, because we knew what was about to happen. Yeah, they did a really good job with him, and you know the shillelagh comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Pimp Kane strong. All this, all this technology. <laughs> That's kind of the disrespect of it, though, right? Like yeah. I could, I could use a laser sword. Or I could use a blaster, but I'm going to kill you with the most primitive weapon I can muster. You could stick. at least make the stick glow. Really you could at hard least stick. make it glow. I would have been upset. <laughs> that's what you're going to do it with. You can't. That's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then he leaves, and Noble finds out that they're about to get the blood axes, and he says he'll pull up on them himself. Because also, you know, ego. So then the gang arrives at Unregistered Trade Depot uh, just to realize it's all a trap. Charlie Hunnam used Korra's mission to gather folks to pick up that were enemies of the Imperium and all have bounties on their heads. Like Tar- Tarzak, what's his name? What? Tarek. Tarek? Sorry, I was mixed Tarzak and Tarek. He was Tarzak. already like in custody. Yeah, but in somebody else's custody. Mm. But he knew exactly where he was too, but whatever. Mm. Well, just because, well, see, he doesn't have a cause and he's not creative enough to come up with a reason to be like, oh, you should turn them over to me. I but, mean, like, he piggybacked on their noble cause. I, I, I kind of mm-hmm. actually like this twist. Yeah, yeah. I cause... wish it was actually, like, foreshadowed at all. <laughs> Shut up. You tr- sarcasm don't translate well on the fuck. <laughs> that wasn't sarcasm. I wish it was foreshadowed at all. We have, there's no actual like interaction between the characters on Charlie Hunnam's ship. So you never get like a sideways well, you, look from saying, Charlie Hunnam. I mean, I got we, you. Okay. So we knew yeah. Charlie Hunnam was a red flag himself. Yeah. But how he was going to do it, we didn't see coming. Right. Because like they've revealed that they're all like these really high priced fugitives makes tons of sense. It's a great plan. Um, but again, like because we never get any actual character beats from them like i said there's no moments where they're on the ship interacting with each other showing us who they are Tarek gets a couple of little moments where he's like oh he's supposed to be kind of the the levity the funny guy ish but other than that he gets there, one there's nothing there you so know it would have been nice to get like a <laughs> uh she, she did walk past digimon a few times on that ship and say word one to him right I guess right, I, after after that moment he had like one line maybe like at the very end of the movie yeah but you know we'll we'll get to that yeah oh yeah so Kai was secretly working with the hackshaws to coordinate uh, with the king's gaze right and the cargo uh, they were unloading unfolded into the people traps that we saw earlier with the the contact that got caught up yep. So Pretty all cool. of the significant folks got snagged up in, into their into little robot traps. And like the Blood X forces, their ships got fired on from the Mother World ship that was hiding around the corner. Not the big ship, but they had like a smaller ship that came down. And like Noble comes out and says the only surprise to him was the ambitious farmer, but he expected everybody else to be there because, you know, he knew that they would, I guess, tag along because they hated Mother World so much or something. Mm. I don't know. Uh Charlie Hunnam gloats and uh, explains himself and forces Gunner to pull the trigger to paralyze Korra, but instead he finally grows some balls. He he turns around and he kills Charlie Hunnam with it. He shoots it through the bottom of his mouth, up through his head. That was a cool part. (laughs) I wish the look on his face was funnier. Yeah. (laughs) You should have got more of a close-up or something. Yeah. 
Um, Gunner, he went to go save the kid from the spider lady when she dropped him. Her, yeah, yeah. So Again, because he don't listen. Well, I was like, <laughs> Gunner, Gunner's the only one here with like an arc where he's like becoming less of a pissing it. I got you. I get you. And, so yeah, yeah, that was like his first real moment of trying to like do something right, do something heroic. Well, he so, was never a bad guy. He just wanted money. And then he that's when we see him do something heroic. And now here it's just like, well, how are you gonna stand against him? Or like this was the real test. Yeah. Yeah. So good for him. I'm not gonna lie, I was surprised that he made it to the end or the end of this part. <laughs> he was the love interest. He's gonna yeah, you know, she was making eyes with Charlie Hunnam too. Like, I don't know what she's doing. Yeah, but he dead now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like he clearly like her, but she ain't giving it up yet. Like <laughs> so and yeah, so Gunner frees Core and he starts freeing everybody else. And like the fight breaks out and the rest of the gang, uh, they start doing their thing and Blood axes, they get busy, and then brother axes, uh, brother, uh, brother blood axe sees the ship that blew up his dudes, and he makes a charge for it, and like leaping onto the cockpit in a dramatic slow motion, he plants his spear into the the pilot, but not before he got shot up a few times, right? And with the final ounce of his strength, he curses Joss Whedon and Warner Brothers, and he hits the throttle of the ship, and it crashes into the platform that they're on, cutting it in half. And, like, this knocks uh, Noble down onto, like, a buoy. And then Korra ends up on the buoy, too. And they have their final fight up there where eventually... It was it was an all right fight. Eventually, she uh, she beats him by taking his pimp cane and knocking his teeth out. And then literally. he fell... Yeah, like, literally knocks his teeth out. And then he fell uh, seemingly to his death. So, now we're at the end here. Go ahead. I was like, you had a pretty good bag. I liked Ed Skrine in this. Like, mm-hmm. I mean... Again, he's I mean, he just, plays a good villain. He look he like he's made to be a villain. He's chewing up all the scenery. He's having he's having a great time. Yeah. And then when it looked like they killed him, I was like, oh, here we go again. We're just gonna start <laughs> cycling through fucking bad guys. And um, so when it's oh, am I, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have yeah, I'm nigga. I'm <laughs> so, uh, so the gang takes Charlie Hunnam's ship, and since the he don't he don't need it anymore, uh, and. Head back to to Velt, uh, the village from the beginning, right? And what's up? I have a more appropriate thing. What's up? This moment right here, after uh, when they're getting back on the on the ship, uh, what's his name? Tur- I didn't memorize anyone's name from this movie except for Cora. Like that's the only name Tark, I picked yeah. up. And Titus, um, Tarzan, Tar Tarek, Tarak, yeah, the guy with the Griffin. He was like, I, I didn't really like that guy anyway, or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> when did that ever come up? Like he says yeah, he- it like. There's never an interaction between those two. There's never like any, oh, it's, the line is there for like a laugh moment. And it's like, there's nothing there to pin that on. It's, mm. I think it having, like them not having anything there made it funnier to me. Cause it was just like, oh, I didn't like him anyway. Like, <laughs> but also it's, it's like, it made it funnier, but it is hollow, but like. I would have liked, I think you said it earlier, if if he was established as the funny guy. I mean, I guess you could say the Attagirl was also a joke, but that's the, that's it. That's all we got to work with. That's it. After his his scene, the hippogriff scene, it's Attagirl and and I didn't, never liked that pilot anyway or whatever. Yeah. You don't see him fight in the final battle. I mean, 
we're not we don't really establish that he can fight <laughs> he, can, he just stands there with his abs out he better fight <laughs> he can <laughs> ride a griffin he, he's he just a in the middle looking sexy just oh and not for nothing Bogan. so the griffin we see murder the 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 owner right yeah, why like, don't we take the griffin too is that what you want to come along then they got a, you ever clean griffin shit I'm just saying. <laughs> I was wondering that too. You ever go to you know, Wookiee? You know you what Griffin you ain't, you ain't got the robot, and now you ain't got the Griffin. This, what are y'all doing? <laughs> the Griffin better come back. If they, if they, with part two, we better see the goddamn Griffin come back. That'd be some shit. And like, you don't see them go get the Griffin. The Griffin just comes back, and you're like, oh, well, we here. <laughs> zoo, zoo. <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong? With I that? got that reference. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're back on Velt, right? And they're feeling nostalgic, but they know that because Noble's dead, that the mother world's going to come back for him. So now they got a train training arc, I guess. And finally, we see that Noble's body's recovered, and they took him up. They hook him up to a series of tubes and put him in some floating water, and then they send him, or his consciousness rather, to some frozen lake in the snow. I'm assuming it's just some constructed meeting room, fancy VR chat room thing, sure. uh, sci-fi, to meet with Balisarius, who tells him that he has no choice but to crush insurgency to the last man and bring his daughter back to him alive so that he may crucify her in the shadows of the Senate. Bring her then, to me so I can kill her. Yeah, then uh, then Balisarium, Balisarius, whatever his name is, uh, takes his Tron legacy pimp cane, I'm sorry, Shillelagh, and he cracks the ice on their noble, dropping him out of the chat room, and his dudes manage to wake him back up. Also, when he wakes back up in real life, he has all of his teeth back. He was just uh, in the healing chamber. They regrew teeth? I mean, it's sci-fi. Whatever, whatever. Hey, I hey. Was, I was hoping- Who said they're humans? You're right. You're right. I was hoping that when when uh when he came back or like in the future we'd see him with some grills and stuff shit. Mm. Like how uh like some Bond villain shit. Like remember like the one Bond villain that the, the diamonds exploded and he had diamonds in his face? Well now you know Is his now, name not Diamond Face? He had a name. I don't know. I've seen like two James Bond movies that weren't uh with your boy. I got you. Well anyway, that's the movie. So, that's the movie. What so, a movie. Yeah. At least, at least they kept Vader. That was smart. Uh, is that is that Balisarium? Uh, noble. No, Balisarius is, is, oh, is, is the emperor. Come on, man. I got you. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, oh wait, did we? Did you? Did you say how like when they're like trotting back toward the village? Uh, I mentioned oh, it, but I didn't yeah, say any clues. Yeah, at the end. Okay, and then we see the. Uh, we see we see Jimmy with the with the antlers. Yeah, we see Jimmy off in the field yeah. with the antlers. Where do you get the antlers from? Why does he have the antlers on? Because oh, he's in battle know. mode. Look, look, I'm 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 guessing oh, this right now. That's battle that, mode. That village is gone. Uh oh yeah, because they didn't actually get to the village. No, no, I think the village is there. Because did you? How soon did you cut off the movie? I didn't. Oh uh, well, if you let it, I play was mad the- because it tried to fucking show me an ad or something for the next movie and then try not to play the credits. I went back and made it play the credits. Okay, but my point is they played the ad for the next movie and you see them in the village training. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I missed that part. All right. Uh, well, all right. But, okay, the, uh, but back to what you said, that's Antlers is battle mode as opposed to Flower Crown. I, I like that. Okay, I got you. Because I, I didn't think about it because when I saw the poster, I was oh. like, outside of Nemesis, 
he's the second most interesting looking character on a poster. And I didn't even realize that he was the damn robot because of the antlers and which don't come in on until the very end. I know what happened. I'm, what? I am wrong. So the village is still there. Why? Because he was there. Oh, they sent people down and then he was like, oh, oh, hell Cause, no. Because they and did he, have soldiers coming back in nine weeks. I yeah, mean, I, we don't, I don't know think it's been, been the whole nine weeks yet, but I mean, they left soldiers there, right? And they probably stopped hearing from them. Probably Unless it was Private Eris was the one that was like, yeah, we still good. We still good. Right? So, hey, let me talk to your uh, superior officer. I'm not talk- Why am I talking to a private? Where's your commander? So um, now... Anyway, we, so we already two, passed two hours and we talked about hypotheticals. So what was your favorite aspect of the film, Kareem? Uh, you got to say it, something it, nice. <laughs> That's how we do it. Uh, yeah, I'm not even Uh-oh. even in the bad movies. You got to say something. Nice. Uh, the coolest part was I'm going to say the robot, even though Jimmy. That's your favorite aspect of the movie is Jimmy. Yes, he because oh, I mean, the, the idea of, of of Jimmy and his people. Okay, so like a robot race. Yeah, pledged their allegiance and then yeah, the king died. Even, so even now though they didn't there. dive deep into the other races, and he at could all. blush. All right. Apparently, and grow antlers. <laughs> well, he took. Remember, in the beginning, there was an elk they got. Oh, there was. So he probably the, they probably gave him the antlers from the elk. Okay, war paint that they All were right. eating. <laughs> ah, see, they did. This is well written. Uh, Jamel aspect. <laughs> Jamel, I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> oh, thinking oh. this whole time. Oh. I, I was trying to, I I was trying to find Tricky for you, and it was um, honestly slim pickings. We said, nothing, we said most of the worth interesting stuff. You if know, there's nothing worth mentioning, then that's whatever. But um, we already over time. I mean, it's uh, there's some good ideas here and there. There's there, they got the German with some stuff that could grow. Jamal mm-hmm. struggling. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, look, honestly, like I said before, like even the action stuff doesn't really, like, it's not. The clean this this did, did Snyder direct the the warehouse fight in um Batman uh, versus Bat- Superman yeah because I, there's <laughs> nothing in this movie that reaches close to that so That's I was wrong but no but um there are some interesting sci-fi concepts in here that I'm 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 hoping he can grow into something uh as this goes on but I got I, you yeah for me I just like sci-fi stories. So I, I think, like, maybe I'm biased, but I still kind of enjoyed myself, even though, like, I saw, it, like, the flaws are very obvious. And I'm over his style. I'm over his aesthetic. But I still just like science fiction and space shit. Yeah. And I it get was, it. Yeah, yeah. I so it. I was, I was, um, I was on board. You must you love know. Iron Skies. My my thing with him is, like, it's fine if you have your style, but there's no growth. Yeah, yeah. He's he's starting to go backwards. It's like you got um, you got you got DC money. You think you good? Yeah, like like Scorsese. You know, in his big age, he's still trying new things. Mm. So that, you know, but I don't expect everyone to be at a certain level. And here's the thing, Zack Snyder. I think on paper is an auteur because he has a distinct style he approaches his films with. But it's like when you put, if you lined up the auteurs, <laughs> it would be like one of these is not like the other, right? Like, or a couple of the, you know, we got Snyder and Bay. Uh, but yeah, so favorite scene? Uh, when the robot shot the, the, the dude without looking. Robot. 
Yeah, that I mean, that was my favorite scene. Because <laughs> I was like, was that, was the, another one? that was the only part in this two hour 50 movie where I was like, oh. Right. That, that, was there another scene? No. Um, I like the, um, the spite. Oh, the spider, not, the spider fight? Uh, the spider fight was cool. I was going to say the, 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 the griffin flight. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I like, a, I like a good flying scene in the movie. I thought it was going to be more meaningful. I, I actually cool. hated the griffin flight. I hate it too. It was so cliche. I couldn't. Yeah. It okay. was. Yeah. I mean, not. I mean, if it's your favorite, it's your favorite. I mean, but like, know. it didn't do it for me. But the the uh, spider fight was cool. I hope they do more with Nemesis. I hope they do more with everyone. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate any characters. I don't and hate. Don't, any there's nothing to hate. There's, there's nothing to don't, love. Don't monologue your pain. You're supposed to figure out later in the movie. <laughs> there's like. Oh my God. God. Seven Samurai introduced seven whole fucking characters in yeah. a fraction of this time, and you goddamn cared about them. And all <laughs> of the derivatives of Seven Samurai, usually, they usually have you caring about them. Magnificent Seven, all that stuff. Like, wait, which, I can't remember which came first, but still. Magnificent like, Seven usually, came after Seven Samurai. Okay. Usually, yeah. you know, you usually, you know, when you get in that tale, and this is one of those yeah. ones where this is the first time I've seen the Seven Samurai tale told, a, and I don't care about them for real. A Bug's Life does a story in 95 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long that movie is. Dang. You just made up, but yeah. Uh, I mean, it's probably 95, but yeah. So we all said our favorite scenes. Uh, definitely not about to say no quotes because all the dialogue sucked except for maybe two lines. Who's the MVP character? The robot. Uh, uh, moving on. <laughs> well, shout out to Tarzan, dude. It's uh, it's, not, it's ninety-five minutes. Um, I was, I was gonna, actually I was gonna say uh, the princess because she woke the robot up. Oh, the reincarnated princess. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Favorite character, and then what character are you actually? And we'll leave it at that. Uh, I thought Brother Blood was cool. He was yeah, but- cool. I, I wish we got more of him. Like I think Ray Fisher, he did a good job with uh, that character from what we saw, and I wanted to see more of him. We just didn't get enough from the character for me to really. I mean, but you already said the robot was your favorite. You said that was your favorite aspect. I just assumed it was also your favorite character. But uh, he's a sacrificial lion. I got two seconds of him. I needed more. That's- yeah. He could so who, be a bust. Who are you actually then? Lord, uh... Well, we could come back to you. <laughs> there's there's, there's no characters in this movie. because <laughs> we, we did not learn about any of the characters in this movie. This, this is... I, I, they made it so hard. And I know, I know what I'm asking. <laughs> I'm As Titus. The, the impossible. You're Titus? Yeah, I'm out of the fight. I'm, but I can be convinced to come back in. All right. I'm one of the villagers. I'm just trying Do to make my life. you have a favorite one? I'm just, uh, no. This is, well, no. The, the, uh, the, the head, the head, the leader of the yeah. village. Shout out to Corey Stoll. Because dude was smart. He, he yeah. saw what was coming. Yeah. He tried. He just had the wrong people yeah. within his village. Because. I don't think he would have made it out alive regardless. No. But no. it definitely didn't help when Gunner was like, well, actually. Because <laughs> I said, what is he doing? Betrayal? My favorite character, I guess it's uh, it's Noble because we, we got the most of him 
actually doing things and and even though he's an asshole like the villain but he was he was he was kind of having fun with it ed Scrime. uh here's the thing i got a crush on sophia batella i watch anything with her we all do and this is the first time where i was like is she not acting good and i (laughs) this is the first time it ever happened and i was like Uh, i think it's the I think it's the dialogue because this is this is like my it's like, like how eighth it's... and ninth movie for her, and I was like, hold on, I would have I would have caught this by now. It's not just me thinking she's cute and and just ignoring it. Nah, like I thought she did a good job in other things she was in, even though she hasn't led a movie outside of that one dance movie. But like, it, it's got to be the dialogue. Like some sometimes the dialogue, even good actors struggle to deliver because even when she's not talking, I buy the emotion. I buy the movements. I she sells everything. It's as soon as she opens her mouth, and I'm like, really? And I think it's, I think it's, call. I, I don't know. What else was she in? Oh, uh, she's been in the. Hold on, the real. Uh, she's an Atomic Blonde. She's uh, the Mummy and the New Mummy. Uh, um, that was my favorite part of that movie. <laughs> uh, is it Jayla in um, Star Trek the uh, the third the new third? Star Trek movie? Yeah, she was she was an alien. The, yeah. The, um, she was she was Gazelle in Kingsman. Oh yeah, Did she have any lines though. I don't think. Did she yeah, have I think lines? she might have been muting that. Um, but... Oh, I've never seen her as a. I. So I, I, I won't be... say bad. Oh, actress. She was in I Hotel just, Artemis. I won't say what? bad actress. I'll just say I never really thought too much of her. I guess in movies. Like I've never been like, oh, she need an Oscar, but she's always done the job. She's never done a horrible thing. Yeah, she's always made me like, oh, we need to see more of her. Yeah, this one, yeah. This one oh, I Settlers. Was... She she might have been the lead in this movie called Settlers on Hulu. And at no point did I think she was a bad actress. Um, but Tiff. It, I think it's the dialogue, man. She isn't. She is in Argyle coming up. I oh, she'll yeah, doing that. Yeah. Oh, if there's a movie called Climax where I think she might be top billed in the climax, but she there's so many different characters that it, I wouldn't say the the movie hinged on her, mm. but she used to be a dancer, right? And the first, like, 25, 30 minutes of, 25 minutes of climax is just this one long dance sequence. And it is dope. And everything that happens after that is some, is, is A24 at its weirdest. Or not mm. weirdest, but, like, 70% weirdest. Uh, so I can't vouch for anything after that. Cause, but she's good. But she's good. And, like, it's cool watching her and the dance and everything. So if you, you could pull that just that one part up on YouTube if you don't want to get in all the weirdness afterwards, but yeah. yeah, I think it's just the dialogue, man. Like they gave her some some rough stuff, to, lines to try and sell. She did her best with what she had. There's there's one name that we can pin all of us on. <laughs> <laughs> Directing dialogue, it's all, yeah. all comes down to one man. Yeah, yeah. So that that's. I forgot what question I'm even on. Oh, um, my favorite character, Scrine. Uh, I mean, Noble. Noble. Which character am I? I'm gonna go with the the village leader. Like uh, I would, I try to, you know, <laughs> do my best and still probably end up dead. But he was a nice guy. Yeah, I'm actually changing mine to the private. Okay, so you you'd be the I one. I forgot yeah. about the private, yeah, Eris. I he, was thinking he, about picking him. He was him. very polite to the robot, and you I'm like, what? I I literally I stepped on my family dog's toe and i was like oh please excuse me like, <laughs> you know what i'm gonna change it to the um, i won't i won't uh 
incriminate myself with that. Okay. Uh, I, I appreciate the part because I liked how he was he was a douche to the uh, overly aggressively uh, evil dude. Yeah, even though he's his superior, he was still like, <laughs> like he went when when the the actual leader was like, all of you should be working, and he handed him the, yes. the, the box. <laughs> <laughs> Good moment. Yeah, he stood. He stood up to them, even though like they're about to kill him. Yeah. I yeah. I hope no, he. he just, I hope he, he also, joins the gang in the future because he still, also did not have much playtime. Yeah. Well, he he helped the robot fend off the attack. Yeah. Oh, 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 the the, the, second the legend attack. Okay. Okay. We'll, oh, we'll just see like more we don't of know how future, that's hopefully. the reincarnated print. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 All hypotheticals. Okay. But anyway, so. To try and wrap it up as quickly as possible, what else do you have to say if you haven't? Any in conclusions, anything you haven't said as concise as possible? This one, part two better not have no slow motion in it. They better use up all of it. <laughs> I, I got bad news for you, buddy. You got a whole <laughs> dissertation? It's We at like two hours, 30 minutes. No, I'm saying it's, it's going to be all the slow motion. Like you, oh, you, oh, you're talking That's all I was saying. Yeah. yeah. Look, anything without dialogue... <laughs> or apparently uh, with dialogue in some cases uh, subject to slow motion this is what he does look i never I, he's done it before but this is the first time that i busted out laughing and realized that he slowed motion to slow motion like it went slow super slow <laughs> uh like we don't i'm glad you brought up that batman versus superman warehouse fight because he didn't do all that shit in that and it like it was fast and fun yeah uh, anyway uh, I think 300, like, he, I think th- he watches 300 and just, like, cries at how beautiful he, his own thing is. That's because he did it, and then he didn't do it for a couple movies, and then he went back to just that, that, that style, and that sepia, to oh, that gross-ass sepia tone. Anyway, mm. uh, what else y'all got? That's it. Yeah, it's a, it's a ugly, I'm sorry, this movie's fucking ugly. <laughs> It's ugly. That sepia tone and the Netflix camera, all that combined, and then the dull color. Like, like it's so ugly. Like even like in Star Wars, when they're on the Empire stuff on the ships and whatever. At no point did I ever think to myself, "Oh, this is ugly." Like it might not have been colorful in places, but like it was still interesting. Like Kylo Ren's his his costume his outfit like you can see like the knitting the waffle knitting in it like i was like dang like they've really put a lot into all these little things and then you have this and it's just like everything in the background is blurry and mm. what anyway we said enough ratings three three out of ten okay <laughs> 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 you you're the lowest okay yeah uh how you really feel god damn no okay. um so when i logged wait, this wait, last wait, night wait, wait. oh go ahead kareem did you come up with a new rating system for not yet this? i just left it at three for now that's fine that's fine all right jamel when i rated this last night after seeing it it was a let's say five out of ten yeah unremarkable um, unremarkable it was like ah uh, again i felt nothing um talking about it and realizing how many ways it fails to movie properly to tell <laughs> a cohesive story to do anything with the characters i i have to deduct points so yeah it's going it's i think i agree with it i think it's a, I, I think it's a three out of ten god damn because it was it wasn't even bad fun Grim, you got him to knock off two points <laughs> Because it wasn't even, I'm fine with a bad movie, but it wasn't even like like fun bad. It was just bad. Mm. So here's the thing. 
I desperately wanted Maurice and Denzel on this episode because they are the only people I've seen so far. There was one other person on my friends list that had anything good to say about this movie. Oh. Maurice gave it a nine out of ten. A nine. And I was like, this I one? Haven't, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. At the when he said that, I is seen this his first movie? <laughs> I hadn't seen it yet, and I was like. Okay, I need to get you on the episode because you got to defend this shit. Um, but I, I didn't want to get on him because I hadn't seen it yet. Now, and a Denzel nine. didn't give it a number. He just said he enjoyed it. A nine. So I was like, okay, if I could get, because I already, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Nine. I figured y'all two would hate it. Um, so if I could get them, then at least we'd have a, a you know, a back and forth. Uh, but I, everyone's busy. A nine? Look, look. You figured us two would actually watch it. <laughs> Look, I'm not insulting them, even though we oh, share an anime podcast together. I get it. We share an anime podcast he like, together. He, like, he, and likes, he likes chick. What's her face? He didn't even mention her. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's possible, but he didn't mention her. He, it's, he, it's, he it's gave the Holly Berry effect. He said that he enjoyed it, and he didn't think that you know it being a reworked Star Wars thing took away from it. That's And that was a good point because I didn't take anything. I don't even like, even you can see how it was, but I feel like they changed it enough. And also, I, you know, everything takes from something else. So it's not a big I, deal. I didn't even, but, I'm not even talking about from that aspect. Just yeah. as a movie by itself. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I have my feelings, but when he said he gave it a nine out of 10, I, I got a little concerned, but. He's only been on one episode all year, and he's also about to miss the year year end recap thing, even though he's about to be at my house in two hours. Side note, Jamel, you want to come over? We sniff in cologne. No, I'm good. Why not? That's a long way to go to sniff cologne. It's 20 minutes. Dang, 20 minutes? I, you was talking like he an hour out. It's all right. Stay home. <laughs> I just did a lot of driving. I just drove to freaking Boston and back. I don't feel like driving. Okay, that's fair. So you said there's Uber. Both of y'all gave it threes. Okay. Um, prior to this episode, I had it at a six point five, which is a six is fine, seven is good. It's not good. Six is movie. But I was fine. I was fine with it, and I'm actually. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I'm going to watch the next movie. I'm intrigued to. A oh no! Point. I'm gonna still watch the other one. So, and like I said, I just love sci-fi stuff. Uh, so I was like, I'm gonna give it a 6.5 to be nice. I ain't even get enough of the even, sci-fi. <laughs> you didn't get enough of sci-fi. It, it, it ain't barely show sci-fi. That nasty ass Netflix camera, man. That, that the character that we were talking about, the, the the bartender with the candles on his shoulders. Yes, yes. Why we couldn't even see him? I wanted some detail. What is that on his shoulders? That's it's candles. It's it's candles. My, my, my friend, dope. my friend pointed out that he thinks it was an animatronic thing. That's why they didn't show him a kid in focus. Mm. He was moving kind of clunky, but he, there's a there's an actor assigned to him that character. Oh. So I think I just it was wanted, just I just, to, I just wanted to see what was it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, six point five. And see, I figured I'd be middle road. That's why I wanted the balance. But whatever. Anyway, Wait, are you adjusting it? Or are you staying at six point five? Oh yeah, so I'm staying at six point five. Even after I said all that shit, it's <laughs> that's what's interesting to me is that like you really didn't have much good to say about it at all because there, there's more what what yeah. what what do you lose personally by giving this a bad rating i mean I, this is how i feel i thought i said in the beginning or maybe i didn't uh i feel like at some point prior to now i said i think it's a it's an okay movie 
and I don't hate the movie. I said, I know I said something along those lines. Like, I, I don't. I have, like, what I, to you was the best aspect of it overall? Like the, the writing, the acting, the, like, what, what really stood out as like good? You might call this a cop out, <laughs> but I still think it has some promise. Like, because I didn't hate the journey, even though we didn't get enough of each character and the dialogue was clunky. Those are the probably the biggest sins to me. I still want to see where this goes. It still kept me intrigued the whole time, even if it was clunky. And at the end, I I didn't feel like I wasted my time and I want to keep going. And it was a vagina I gave it an extra point five <laughs> just because I like sci- just because I like sci-fi. But I don't think it's a bad movie. I love sci-fi. I mean, that's fine. That's I'm, you asked me my fucking question. That, no, that's, I, like I'm, I, I, I'm just saying that that just gives me an extra level of enjoyment because I'm seeing some some funky shit that don't actually exist. Okay, like I like that. And so he's playing to my my weaknesses. So I get that. But at the end of the day, I still think like I still enjoyed myself to an extent, and it could I could see how it can improve. I like it definitely needs some improvement, but mm. it still it checked that box of did I enjoy myself? Where would you rank this in like the greater Zack Snyder oeuvre? Ooh, uh, so my top would be Watchmen, Three Hundred, Snyder Cut, Man of Steel. Like those are shoot. Like, I mean, I think Watchmen I have at a ten out of ten. Yeah, Watchmen mm. I got a ten out of ten. I actually have 300 at a 10 out of 10. I still love that movie. Uh, Snyder Cut, or Man of Steel, I think 10 out of 10 also. Snyder Cut, I think is 8 out of 10. My only problem with Man of Steel was the damn color. I wish it was, wasn't was freaking washed out. Uh, and then after that, it starts to get a little bit wobbly. And at my bottom is Sucker Punch. Mm. Army of the Dead was fun. In fact, I felt like Army of the Dead was very close to this where I didn't feel like I wasted my time. It was fun enough, uh, but... That nasty ass Netflix camera, like that—that's that irked the fuck out of me. Um, and then he did some things like there were a couple of robot zombies. Like, why you just slipped that in just to be fun? Why would why is there robot zombies that you don't explain? Like, anyway, I don't want to get into all that. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to count OG Justice League because yeah. Uh, but oh, Legend of Guardians was dope. But he didn't write that. We we established. Oh, he don't have to. Doesn't yeah. have to written though. So as a director. So in general, now that I said all that, I like him more than I hate him, even though I have a lot of bones to pick with him. Like he he's at the point where I'd watch a movie he if he put out whatever, I'd watch it and I'd I'd see if I had liked it or hated it. Because in general, I really only hated one of his movies. I loved three of them. And then the stuff on the in-between, you know. I could see how it can be improved, but he, his own shit kind of mucked it up. Mm. All right. So having said that, I should have said this in the beginning of the episode, but y'all kept throwing me off. Happy New Year's. Uh, This is, we're recording this in 2023, but this is going to be the first 2024 movie for the podcast. So, uh, you want to start the year? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I, look, okay, I got no response. I'm not going <laughs> to dignify that with the response. Uh, <laughs> sign off. I just want to say Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. And Happy New Year, y'all. Here are our plugs. 
uh, Kareem. No plugs. Were you sure you don't want to give like a little second option as a starter movie for the year? This is a second option. <laughs> oh lord. No, but happy new year. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jamel. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, I'm not going to bother with plugs because no one ever actually follows me or anything. Um, if you are, uh, if you have a Regal near you, just to let you know in case you didn't know, they got like a like a cup and a popcorn bin that you can get for like 30 bucks up front and you can refill them for like $10 for all year. So get them on that because if you're like me and you saw like 50 movies or something in the theater, clutch. All right. Follow him at Rodman. On Blue Sky. No, there's nothing there. Don't do not do that. <laughs> okay. You can follow the podcast at SGBK Podcast on Threads, on Blue Sky. Email us at SGBKPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow me personally on Letterboxd at Tifron and at Tifron on Blue Sky. And I actually don't know what the next movie is because I haven't built out our schedule yet. I apologize, but bye. <laughs> Y'all not going to say bye? Oh, I didn't pick up. We said bye. Bye. <laughs> I never say bye. <laughs> no man or having ass mother.